After a zookeeper was injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire, the man who's in his 50s suffered serious injuries and is now recovering in hospital. Director of the Zoological Society of London, David Field, says the man's a senior member of staff. An investigation is underway to find out exactly what's happened, but at this stage there are no further details. I'm pleased to say, though, that he is now out of surgery and the doctors have described his condition as stable. GPs are to get new guidelines to help them spot the early signs of cancer. The National Institute for Health and Care Excellence has proposed a list of cancer-related symptoms which it hopes will be easy for family doctors to use. BBC News understands that the chemicals giant Ineos will today announce plans to invest more than £600 million in UK shale gas production. The company plans to use the gas as a raw material for its plants, including the huge Grangemouth facility in Scotland. An Aylesbury mum whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived says the abortion limit should be lowered. Doctors are amazed at baby Dexter's recovery after suffering from brain bleeds and a gut infection. The current cut-off point is 24 weeks. Nina Wyatt says when he was born he was fully formed. Who are we as parents to decide whether our child should survive or not? We fall pregnant and we're taking that choice because we want to have a baby and I just think that to terminate a baby at 24 weeks. It's horrendous. Voters will go to the polls in the Rochester and Strood by-election in Kent today. The ballot was caused by the resignation of the former Conservative MP Mark Reckless, who defected to UKIP. The M1 reopened northbound in Northamptonshire last night, having been closed all day after a diesel spillage. Tailbacks reached as far as Milton Keynes and caused delays on surrounding roads. And the American soul singer Jimmy Ruffin, whose hits included What Becomes of the Broken Hearted, has died. He was 78. In sport, Stevenage travelled to non-league Maidstone tonight for their FA Cup first round replay. The winners will travel to Wrexham in round two. Tonight's televised match will take place on the Kent Club's artificial pitch. The weather, widespread mist and fog patches this morning, then a mostly dry but cloudy day, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Colourful local guests with great stories to tell and fantastic music for your afternoon. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. What time's Nick Comrade on? Eek! Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I got up late. I stopped at a service station. The man let me in at quarter to five in the morning. Awesome! I had too much coffee. I also had, like, um... 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 It was called, like, um... I don't... Uh, it had the word brunch in it. It was like a pasty, right? And it had beans, scrambled egg. Who has scrambled egg for brunch? Who has brunch? Anyway, I ate it. It had been heated, I think, using a nuclear process, because flipping hell! I've burnt the roof of my mouth. It's peeling off. My mouth is full of blisters. Anyone want to have a look? Kelly Betts is here. Mate, it's really nice of you to have purchased some goods for the team as well. Yeah, I ate a whole big bar of chocolate filled with dime bar as well. <gasps> no. Oh. So I've got a little bit of a headache and I feel quite nauseous. 
Apart I'm, from that... I'm glad. Thank you. Whoa, hey. So what's coming up on the show today, Ian? I'll tell you, listener. Bed's family trapped on travel site. Buck's mum questions abortion rules. And how Jimmy Ruffin captured our hearts, hearts. 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 Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You write the words, Catherine. I breathe life into them words. Yeah, do you know why I said hearts? Hearts. Because of beds, bucks and hearts. Yeah, but hearts... Like the organ and then the county. But Beds, it doesn't really work out loud, it works more on paper. My friend... So change that. Not friend. My fr- a man I worked with... A former we, colleague? There we go. Someone you used to talk to. When I said I was going to... Uh, what, when I was joining BBC Three Counties Radio, you know, and, the, and he said, oh, well, what, what, what does that co- cover? I said, oh, Beds, Bucks and Hearts. He went, oh, that sounds a bit like um, an, uh, an American private... Hospital. Hmm. Work it out, work it out, enjoy it, savour it. Well, um, I well, it. I get the beds bit and the hearts bit, but what's bucks, he referring to? America, you know, they have bucks. Money. Oh. Do you get it? Not really, no, but yeah. It's fun, huh? It's in the wrong order, it's beds, hearts and bucks. Oh. Marketing will slap you. Oh, that's why, that's why, okay. So I, this guy I used to, a friend, not really a friend. Colleague, former colleague. Former colleague, thank you. I told him I was going to come and work at Three Counties Radio. He said, what area does it cover? I said, beds, hearts and bucks. Yep. And he said, oh, that sounds like an American private hospital. I went, yeah, it does, Jeremy. Thanks. <laughs> nice one. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. I used to be scared of the man with the moustache in Hall of Notes. I don't know which one it is, but I'm just there was something very, very suspicious looking about him, wasn't there?
morning, guys. Now, at the end of last week, we had a phone call from uh, a fellow called Luke. He told us that uh, him and his family have been living on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire. And, um, well, how, how can we put it, Catherine? Things weren't going brilliantly, were they? It started out as a mutually beneficial arrangement, didn't it? Because he was doing a bit of work for the landlord yep. on his block paving business. He'd go door to door, knocking the doors, getting business for him. And in return, he was paying, you know, a rent he could afford. But things turned a little bit sour. Well, Catherine and I decided to go and uh, have a chat with uh, Luke and meet the rest of his family. And this is what happened. How did you find out about this place? Um, it was in a shop window, um, advertising. And I used to work with these a few years ago. And then I stopped working with them because they didn't pay me for a week's work I'd done. And then they promised me I'd get all that back. What kind of stuff were you doing and how much were you getting paid? Uh, block paving, digging... Knocking on doors, trying to get jobs. Um, I was getting £20 a day for knocking on the doors. It started off at 40 for the actual work, and then it all automatically stopped down to 20 Why did they stop it down to Oh, 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 oh. oh. oh, oh. I would like to know, so I stopped working with them. And then when I did stop working with them, I'd get grief of them. I'd get threats. I've had three windows smashed. So the, the people you're working for, they own this traveller site? Yeah. Right, OK. When they cut down your daily rate from 40 to 20 pounds you must have said something to them yeah I, asked, I told them I'm not coming to work for 20 pound a day because I said I'm not a slave pretty much and that was it I just started getting grief they gave me a notice to get out they got the kids to smash three windows just all throwing all rubbish at the trailer kids behind the trailer we even had one pull on my doorstep a kid where they're putting them up to do things how does that make you feel? This is your home. I'm scared. I don't go out. If I do go to the shop, I have to cut across the fields and the chain tracks all the way up to the shop. I can't walk down there because I get threats, things thrown at me. What kind of th- threats are they making? That they're going to get someone to punch my head in, not to be seen leaving sight, otherwise something's going to happen to me. I'm actually scared to leave this trailer. I've got to ask, if you're scared because of the threats they've made, why are you talking to us? Because I don't want it happening to other people. Something needs to be done about it. I've been to the council three times to get moved. They, the trailer next door, they've turned the lights off. Like They refuse to give us electric cards to put in electric. But are you not worried, though, that if this goes out on the radio, that something, might, something worse might happen? Uh, hopefully it all gets stopped and no-one else gets put through what we've been put through. Because I wouldn't like it done to me. I don't like it done to me. Well, I don't like it done to anyone else. So I think it's, I've got to do something to stop it all. What do you want the council to do? Rehouse us. To move us away from here so I can walk out to the shop without being scared. Without getting threats. There might be... Let me play devil's advocate for a second. There might be some people who, listening to this, who think maybe you're making this up just so that you get rehoused. What, what would you say to them? It ain't to get rehoused. I was happy here at first, and I'd work every day. I'm 23 years old. With my criminal record, I can't really go and get a job. I was happy to work here. And then when they cut my wages down, and then that was enough for me, I'm not going to work for £20 a day. Sitting there half seven in the morning till half seven at night for £20. It ain't right. If you're feeling threatened and your family, and there's a gorgeous little baby here as well, seven months old, uh... Why can't you find somewhere else to go on your own? I mean, as, as the family, why can't you, you take the initiative and leave? Because uh, the council have to house us. We haven't got money to go and put straight on a deposit. And, we'll make ourselves intentionally homeless. Yeah, and if I make myself homeless, it ain't me just losing that. It's my girlfriend, it's the baby. I'll be on the street with them. And it isn't right. 
Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. It wasn't, um... Wasn't very happy the family were they? No, not at all. We spoke. We did call the uh, the uh, gentleman that um, runs the uh, the traveller site yesterday, and as far as I'm aware, there's been no call back. No. Nope. Um, so, um, well, well, we'll hear more from Luke a little bit later on. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look on these speed sensors, things are generally moving very well in Roxton, the A1 Great North Road. No problems so far around the Black Cat Roundabout, although that could start to get busy very shortly. In Amersham on the White Line Road, there's some roadworks around Little Reeves Avenue. That could cause some holdups later on, but it's not looking too bad at the moment. And in High Wycombe on the Marlow Hill, there's roadworks there at the junction for Marlow Road, and we could see that get busy later on as it has done the last few days. In Buckingham on the A421, eastbound things moving very well at the moment around the Total Roundabout, and we've not had any reports of any problems so far on the trains. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, 6.15. It is uh, Thursday, blimey, the 20th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A family living on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire say they're being treated like slaves and being forced to work for only £20 a day. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire. And an Aylesbury mum, whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived, says the abortion limit should be lowered. More on that in a second. BBC Three Counties Radio. I player leaves on the line and... Overrunning engineering works. iPlayer being told... Your call is important to us. For the 50th time iPlayer being kept awake by the local wildlife's nighttime activities for the third time this week. And iPlayer taking ticket number 93, just as you hear. Team number seven, come to the counter, please. BBC iPlayer, BBC Radio and TV, always there when you need it. Catherine joins me in the studio. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning.
morning, guys. 08459 455 555. Now, an Aylesbury mum is calling for a change in the current rules on abortion. Nina Hyatt's son, Dexter, was born at 23 weeks, one week before the current abortion limit. Despite being given a 5% chance of survival by doctors, he's now 38 weeks and showing signs of progress. Nina's hoping that he might even be home for Christmas. Well, Catherine Boyle has been looking into this. What's Dexter's story, Catherine? Well, Nina's pregnancy was going absolutely fine until doctors discovered that her cervix was dilating at just 22 weeks. Now, they tried to keep Dexter in the womb for as long as possible, but he was born at 23 weeks, and he weighed the same as a small bag of sugar, just over a pound, and he was given a 5% chance, as you said, of survival by doctors. Nina was so frightened that she would lose Dexter after going through the heartbreak of losing a baby before she lost a daughter, Lucy, in November at 21 weeks. So here's what she told our reporter yesterday. When he was born, we discovered he'd had um, two brain bleeds, which we were told at the time possibly could leave him disabled and... We were told to not have much hope. But as the time went on, um, the brain bleeds have started to dissolve and he's starting to improve rapidly. And from what was a 5% chance has gone, doctors are absolutely shocked at how wonderful he's doing. I mean, <laughs> he was so tiny, his skin was see-through. And it's just a miracle. He's a miracle. Blimey, how's Dexter doing now? Well, Nina says her son is now smiling and he's able to lift his head by himself. He now weighs four pounds, two ounces, so he's still very, very tiny. And he's survived 22 blood transfusions, as well as the brain bleeds that she mentioned there and a gut infection. 22 blood transfusions, wow. A tiny baby. But doctors don't know if Dexter's early entry into the world has left him with long-term disabilities yet. That's something that will um, show itself in time. The youngster, they do know, will suffer from chronic lung disease until the age of at least five meaning that he'll have to have oxygen tanks at home and when he's out and about. Uh, And they also know that he has an eye disorder that affects premature infants weighing around less than three pounds, and that will need monitoring too. Despite all of this, uh, his mum says Dexter is proof that the termination period should be reduced. Yeah, she was shocked at how advanced he was when he was born. The family Mm. believe that some people may not realise that at 23 weeks a baby in the womb is fully formed with arms and legs and a tiny face. Nina told us that Dexter is proof that they're not just a fetus and she wants the rules to change. When he was born, he was fully formed. I mean, who are we as parents to decide whether our child should survive or not? We fall pregnant and we're taking that choice because we want to have a baby. And I just think that to terminate a baby at 24 weeks, it's horrendous. I mean, my boy came out breathing and fighting and is showing everyone that he wants to be here on this planet. You know, so if he can do that, then these other babies that these people are aborting, what's to say that they don't want to be here too? Okay, what's the argument for not changing the termination period? Well, studies, including one published in the British Medical Journal, show that while survival rates have increased significantly for babies born at 24 and 25 weeks, they've not risen for babies born 23 weeks or under. Now, very few terminations take place at that stage of pregnancy so late on. But those in favour of keeping the limit as it is say that it's often the 20-week scan that reveals severe abnormality. And, and decisions may be made then that wouldn't have been made before. What's more, if there's a substantial risk to a woman's life or fetal abnormalities, there is no time limit. I think she's right, though, what she says, that, that lots of people don't know that, you know, that from quite early on, there is a, that, that baby has got arms and legs and a face and, and all those kind of bits and pieces. I yeah. mean, it would survive necessarily outside of the womb, but... She also made a point, though, didn't she, that she, you fall pregnant because you make a decision. Well, for some people, they haven't made that decision. Yeah. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five.
Watch your tongue, Catherine. The microphones are back on. Watch your tongue. Highly, highly inappropriate conversation taking place whilst Fleetwood Mac were playing their hit single, Dreams. You're going to go and see the Mac, aren't you, Kels? You're going to go and see uh, the... Uh... The FM? Yes, I am. Well, good for you. I tried to buy tickets for the um, Zero Two Arena mm. and um, I could not. Wow. Don't you know them? Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course I know them. I mean, you and Mick go way back, don't you? Who? Mick. Mick Fleetwood. Oh, Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Fleet, yeah. I call him Fleetwood. Oh. I call him Mac Fleetwood. <laughs> um, we go we go way back to the 60s, okay. the beat clubs. So he won't remember you. The, the O-Bar, what? He won't remember you then. No, because he was, he was, we were doing so many drugs back in the 60s, me and Mac Fleetwood. It mm. was um, just, wow, we were high. They had to How old get us off the, the ceiling 60s? with brooms. Okay, Kelly, <laughs> I just hope you have a great night there. So you're, am I allowed to tell, say what you just said on the radio? Not about that. About what? About Christmas notes? Yeah. Your six-year-old yeah. wrote a beautiful note to Father Christmas. A4 paper, beautiful, oh. joined up writing. Decorated. She did, a, she did an illustration where she'd pointed to, um, she'd made arrows pointing to the boots, boots, yeah. beard. Yeah, and, um, beautiful. What did she ask for, though? Well, uh, and she also put as a little caveat, I still believe in you yes. and your helpers. Oh, of yeah. course you do, you're six. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. real, so that's good. Um... Dear Father Christmas, for Christmas I would like an iPad and a phone. <laughs> She's six years old. She showed me and she was proud. She'd been working on it for a while as well. I'm going to write my Christmas list, I thought. <sighs> Hang on, I thought we'd agreed you were going to have lots of surprises. Now, No, I've changed my mind. Yeah, OK. Gosh. And you have, and I'm shocked at this, you've said no. Yeah. Come on, well, what age do you start giving her a freedom and independence? Um, when she can afford the bills herself. Oh, mate, you just buy a pay-as-you-go and you put £10 on each month. No. What, a six-year-old does not need a phone. Suppose I said she's... to her, who are you going to call? You've got no oh, one else. Bastards. I said, well, she doesn't know that reference. She's six. Oh. Um, yeah, and was not around in the 60s. Um, but she, uh, she said, oh, no, it's just for playing games on. I said, yeah. well, you've got a little computer to play games on. I think you're wrong on this. I think I'm right. I think that there's no point pretend. I'm not going to jump and buy her an iPad and a phone or get Father Christmas to buy her an iPad and a phone. Because the letter was to Father Christmas. Yeah, I'm not going to do that yeah. because it's not good for her. I and, I and I said to her, children don't need those things. Now, we will have some um, classy mums and dads listening who have bought iPhones and phones and iPads for their uh, six-year-old children. Could you phone up and tell Catherine why she's completely wrong about this, please? 08459 455 555. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's moving well out there in Marlow Hill on the temporary traffic lights at Marlow Road Junction. That's not causing any queues at the moment. Having a look at the speed sensors through Chelfont St. Peter on the A413 is moving well through the roadworks going on at the High Street Junction. And having a look at the motorways looking like it's moving well on the M4 towards the M25 and that's not causing any problems there at the moment either. And also in Standing Way in Milton Keynes as roadworks going on around the Kingston roundabout so expect delays there later on. It's looking fine at the moment though. And there of any problems there on the train, Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A family living on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire say they're being treated like slaves and being forced to work for only £20 a day. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire. The man who's in his 50s suffered serious injuries and is now recovering in hospital. And an Aylesbury mum whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived says the abortion limit should be lowered. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage travel to non-league Maidstone tonight for their FA Cup first round replay. The winners will travel to Wrexham in round two. Tonight's televised match will take place on the Kent Club's artificial pitch. Here's the borough manager, Graham Westley. It's fair because it's the rules. So you enter the FA Cup, you know that it's the rules. If someone's got a plastic pitch, um, it's going to be a, a club from non-league, obviously, because um, football league clubs aren't allowed to, to have that surface. It has an effect on bodies. I think if you have a pitch like that, over the course of a season, your players will... Um, have joint issues but a one-off game it's one of those things isn't it we have a training session on it we'll play our game on it Thursday no issue and there's online commentary of tonight's game via the BBC Sport website. Watford midfielder Lewis McGugan has joined fellow Championship side Sheffield Wednesday on a short-term loan. McGugan, who started just six games for the Hornets this season, joins Wednesday until January the 1st. Former Watford manager Malky Mackay says he's learned from his mistakes after being appointed the new manager at fellow Championship side Wigan. The two clubs meet at Vicarage Road next month. The Scot was dismissed by Cardiff last December and is being investigated by the FA for sending alleged sex racist and homophobic text messages. I made mistakes. I made mistakes and I'm absolutely not um, racist. Um, I have taken on an educational programme in terms of diversity and, and that will be ongoing. And as I said, that will be something that will be ongoing and I will continue to learn and educate myself going forward. But in terms of with the, the squad that we've got, there's, there's been constant communication in terms of the people that have been in football. I've had a lot of support. And a former employee of the Qatar 2022 World Cup bid team claims the summary of FIFA's investigation on corruption ignored evidence that she provided to the FBI. Fidra Al-Majid claims she was coerced into signing a sworn legal document retracting allegations. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's, um... There's a made-up story in some of the newspapers. What? Just one? I've spotted it in the Express and in the Mail, and it's made up. All right, then, tell me. And when I saw it, I thought, this is made up. I'm going to read it. And if you read it, you go... Well, if you read it and you have a grain of intelligence, you go, ah, this is made up. The school, the, the primary school, it's been told it's too English. Have you seen this? Yeah. It's made up. Political correctness gone mad as school is told you're too English. 
Yeah. A rural school has missed out on top marks from Ofsted after inspectors slammed it for being too English. Middle Raisin Primary School in rural Market Raisin, Lincolnshire, was marked down for a shortage of black and Asian children, even though the town is 97% white. I'll stop you there. That's not true. It's not true. You can't get marked down for that, surely. The school was marked down for a shortage of black and Asian children. No, it wasn't. That's not true. The school one... They hint at the truth in the next... Well, they, they tell you the truth in the next paragraph, but they've already clouded your judgment, so you won't spot it. The school won praise from Ofsted for the quality of its management, teaching and pupils, but missed out on an outstanding grade because of children's limited cultural development. Ah! That's it. That's not the same as being marked down for a shortage of black and Asian children. So they're not being taught, as mine are, uh, and they live in a largely white area, they're not being taught about Diwali, they're not being taught about all these other festivals. Ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Boyle has got the truth. Mother of two, Kirsty Egan, 29, was uh, bought into this lie and had this to say. It's ridiculous. It would be ridiculous if the school had been marked down for not having black and Asian children. That would be ridiculous. That's not happened. It's ridiculous, says Kirsty. I have no doubt that if there were non-white children attending the school, it would ensure they were accommodated. But the school can't force people to come in. No, they can't. It's a school. Jodie Miller, 35, mother of Dylan, with two N's, who's six, has also bought bought into this. Oh, sorry. We are a small rural community. There just aren't many children here from different backgrounds. It's bizarre to punish them for being too English. It is bizarre to punish them for being too English. It's not happened. The local MP, Sir Edward Lee... Uncle Edward? ...said, had this to say at quarter to three. This is political correctness gone mad. Yeah, it would be. If the sentence in the second paragraph, they'd been marked down for a shortage of black and Asian children, was true. It's not. Let's go to what Ofsted has to say. The school has 104 pupils, aged from 4 to 11, was handed a satisfactory rating. In its latest report, it was handed a good grade, just short of outstanding, after being told, and here's the, here's the answer, to boost pupils' understanding of the cultural diversity of, not, of modern Britain. Not to have black kids in there, not to have Asian kids, but as you say, to teach them about Diwali, to teach them about um, Islam, to teach them about Sikhs, to, Sikhism, to, te- to teach them that, you know what, in this country there are other coloured people of different colours and hues and this is what they think and believe. But not just that. I mean, my daughter's school, there are a number of European p- parents from elsewhere in Europe. Now, as you know, I've been in for a few times with my mates who speak Spanish, one of which is, is she's from Spain and the other one's from Chile. We go in there and we give Spanish lessons. She's from Chile. 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 Um, but I also know there's Polish parents that go in as well. It's all about that. It's, a, it's about showing them that there is a world beyond the gates of the school. And those children, I know they're from Market Raisin. They're not going to be in Market Raisin forever. And you don't want them to come out at the end of their educational career and blinking out into a real world and not knowing what's out there. Shame on you, Daily Express. Shame on you, Daily Mail. Because what you are doing there is you are stirring up fear and hatred. That is not a story. The sto- the st- there isn't a story. No. School isn't very good at teaching. Uh, it's a great school, but it doesn't teach kids about other uh, people who might be living in this country. If this was going on, there would be schools because, you know, achieving these grades is, is, is all important to the schools. They have to they get the best offstead they can get. They'd be bussing children in. That's not happening. Here we go. Let's go to the Daily Express's opinion. Why punish this school? It is madness. They're carrying on the lie. How can you write this stuff? It's madness for a rural school in Lincolnshire, in Lincolnshire to be denied an outstanding grade by Ofsted just because of a lack of black and Asian children. It's <laughs> not doing that. That's actually a lie. How can they write that? 
I, I'm really scratching my head because it's a lie. How uh, much do they get out of it? A whole page or just a column? Well, there was. Uh, we got the we got the half a page, half a page on the story, and then yep. we got the opinion piece as well. And on the other side, it's what. Qatar. Qatar. Why is Qatar allowed to take over Britain? Oh, Qatar's taken over Britain. Ofsted's obsession with multiculturalism has somehow convinced inspectors the lack of ethnic minority children is worthy of uh, is more worthy of consideration than the praise received by the management, teachers, and pupils. No, it's not. It's actually a lie. Daily Express and Daily Mail, shame on you. What you got, Kath? Well, why let the truth get in the way of a good story? Yes. Uh, Bono, uh, we were concerned that he turned up late for the... Um, oh, Bono. For the, for the recent singing of uh, Live Aid. Oh, Live Bono. Aid, Band-Aid. Band-Aid. Um, four days he needed a Band-Aid. He did. A plus. He's really hurt himself. I mean, you think you've got trouble with yeah. your peeling roof of mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Four days after Bono's cycling accident, the full extent of the surgery needed to fix the multimillionaire's serious injuries has been revealed. Oh, it emerged yesterday that the multi-millionaire U2 frontman, 54, had broken his arm in six places, Aye. his shoulder in three places, and his left little finger, the important little finger, as well as the bone around his left eye. Oh. He had to endure two rounds of surgery, one of which lasted five hours and needed three lit metal plates and 18 screws inserted into his body. There's a, there's a whole oh. thing about this. Basically, it's, he's come a cropper, having fun. I've, I've got the best headline for that. Bono's bone no... Broken Bono. No? Yeah. I've got to be careful how I phrase this, haven't I? Yeah. Okay. Broken (laughs) Bono... (laughs) (laughs) Back up. Bono's... No. Oh, no. Bono's Bono. Bono. Oh, no. Bono's Bone No. Oh! That takes up a lot of space. You might want to rethink that. It's a good one, I think.
such a patsy. Not a patsy. Um, that was um, that was. Who was the patsy? Was it Jack Ruby or was it Lee Harvey Oswald? Joanna Lumley. No. I um, I for a second bought into the being angry about Paddington being a PG. It's all hype, isn't it? It's all hype. It's, that's why it's on the front page of the Daily Mail. It's, it's a PG, apparently because Hugh Bonneville dresses up as a woman. I bet it's not actually because of that. Uh, and we've and a PG still means you can take kids. Can I tell you something as well? Yeah, go on. They're not going to get rid of salad cream. What? No. Oh, no. You mean it's just a big campaign for us all to go, whoa. I really miss salad cream. Let's buy some. Hey, we're going to um, get rid of whispers, but uh, maybe some of you guys want to start a Facebook campaign. Yeah, too, right? I do. Bloody EU fascists killing our whispers. We're going to keep whispers. Thanks hey. for the Facebook campaign and free advertising. If you like a whisper, give, give us, us a shout. shout. Oh, oh yeah. they should have done that, yeah. shouldn't they? Yeah. Well, they didn't, suckers. Yeah. We can. Hey, Lee, I'm retiring at the age of 50. I got excited for a minute. I thought All right, maybe what, one more year. Comedian Lee Evans. Oh, you're having a dig at me because you think I'm old. I'm only 41. I'm only 41, Mama. Saying only doesn't make it less. All right, Mama old. Boyle. Oh, ah. Comedian Lee Evans has revealed he plans to retire at the age of 50 after his UK tour ends well, this month. Hang on, it's a farewell tour. We better go. Look forward to the reunion tour. With himself. He said his decision came after his manager, Addison Creswell, 53, died of a heart attack last year. Yes. There's something about Mary Starr. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't have remembered that he was in that. He's in a terrible Jackie Chan film as well. Is he? I'd yeah. say the... Um, he has a karate fight with Jackie Chan. I would call him the sweaty mime artist. Yeah. Because he retired from comedy about 15 years ago, didn't Did he? he? I mean, yeah, he stopped doing comedy 15 years ago. Did he? Um, Guys, I'm, I'm making a, a clever joke here saying he's not funny anymore. Oh. oh okay. Anyway, yep. he said, this is it. I'm finished. Not doing anything. Addison used to put his arm around me and say, I'll look after you. Family Man Lee revealed his plan at a recording of Jonathan Ross's ITV sh- chat show to air on Saturday. Okay. Disappointed that one of my favourite shops in uh, North uh, London is closing down. Al Pacino's. You seen Al Pacino's? No. I used to, it's in Tottenham. I used to drive past Al Pacino's a lot. It's just like a corner store, mini-mart, local express. How does he find the time to run that as well as having a career? Great bands. There's a picture of, uh, of uh, Al Pacino's Scarface in the corner. Well, it, unfortunately, uh, Al Pacino has written them a letter. Not Al Pacino, Hollywood. Has written of a Hollywood letter. as a whole. Yeah, has, has got in touch um, and said, uh, can you stop doing it, please? It's caught the attention of Universal Pictures. Uh, they, they've uh, sent a cease and desist letter. How, oh, come on, man. As if, as if Al Pacino's in Tottenham is going to harm Al Pacino's in America. When you go in, do they say, let me introduce you to my little buy one, get one free offer? What accent is that? It was um, him doing the Scarface. Yeah, uh, he's not a Pakistani in Scarface. No, he's from Cuba. Cuba. Unbelievable. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there's two lanes closed between Junction 5 for Watford and Junction 4 for Edgware. That's because of a multi-vehicle accident there. And on looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, that's starting to look very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley on the speed sensors. In Clapham, the A6 Paula Radcliffe Way has a lane closed for roadworks in both directions at the Clapham Road junctions. That could get busy later on as we get into the morning rush hour. Elsewhere, having a look in High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road, there's a lane closed in both directions 
lanes at Temple Street for roadworks. That is expected to get busy later on as well through the morning rush hour. Having a look at the departure boards if you're commuting towards London this morning, though we've not been told about any delays at the moment. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46, it's Thursday the 20th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A family living on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire say they are being treated like slaves and being forced to work for only £20 a day. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was uh, injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire. And an Aylesbury mum whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived says the abortion limit should be lowered. Coming up, we'll speak to Dealey, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's quite a misty and murky start for some this morning. It depends whereabouts you are. Towards the west, there's less in the way of mist, but further east you go, there are some fairly dense patches, so it's a bit of a mixed bag this morning. A rather cloudy picture, quite a quiet day again today. This mist, if you've got it, will gradually start to lift, but there's limited brightness around, limited amounts of sunshine, and the temperature getting up to around 11 Celsius. Now, overnight tonight, again, it stays rather cloudy. We could see a bit of mist develop on higher ground. Less so on lower ground tonight as we have a little bit of a breeze which will keep the air moving significantly. The minimum temperature down to around 6 Celsius. For tomorrow, starting off dry, one or two bright spells in the morning, but then rain moving northwards. Um, Really from lunchtime onwards, we're likely to notice some outbreaks of rain. Just light uh, for a time through tomorrow afternoon. Maximum temperature for Friday, 12 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Well, Catherine's just said the funniest, funniest thing that she's ever said to me, and I just, I cannot repeat it. It's, I'll, I'll give you the outline. Well, I won't give you the outline. It's tattoos. Ra- tattoos, Lady Gaga. And having them everywhere. <laughs> Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. Tomorrow I'm joining up with the big tour and going to Chesham. I think it's a little hidden away jewel in the Chilterns, to be honest. I'll be based near the clock tower, hearing from Shed at the Park about their drama group for young people. Having a taste of some of the amazing local beers on offer. And finding out about the gorilla knitters who've made Chesham extremely colourful. Nick Coffer. Live from Chesham, tomorrow from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. Someone else. So, um, Gemma is out of the jungle. Um, the Craig might be out of the jungle. His brother's died. Oh. Yeah, it's the front page of the, that newspaper you're holding there. Craig who? Craig Charles from the Soul and Function. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I've not been watching it. No, I've not seen any of it, to be honest. I can't commit to television. It's a great... Sorry, it's a great... It's a misleading headline on the, the front page of the newspaper. Craig, I saw it in the car, in the Garys this morning. Craig death shock. Picture of Craig charging. Flipping it, he's died in... You know, it's his brother. Still very, still very sad. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Give us the Jeremy Kyle story. Oh, where is it? Probably in the sun, okay. I'd imagine. There's a story... It's got the greatest headline. They might as well just pack up and leave now because yeah. they've done the job. They were high-fiving once they finished this and their department got to... Name-check the guy that write, wrote this story because he, he... Alex West. But Alex... he probably didn't write the headline. It would be the sub that never gets a mention. Oh, OK. Well, in, in My dad face, used sub. to do that and he never got any props. What a loser. Peter Boyle, newspaper legend. Let's say Peter Boyle did this then. 
He didn't. He don't like the sun. Well, I know, but let's just say he did. Let's give him some uh, props. Yeah. Apropos props. Okay, well, Dad, well done. This is a good one. Just you want to you want to praise Cast Dad? Yeah, why not? Pete yeah. Boyle. Pete Boyle is an absolute legend. At, yeah. uh, these First things. of all, for making um, uh, making Catherine using yep. his. Um, okay, no, no. It's fair point. Using Thanks. his bits and pieces. Yep. To um, uh, impregnate Catherine's mother <laughs> and creating someone so beautiful and lovely and talented mm-hmm. as Catherine. Yep. Well done, Dad. So well done for that, and also well done for not coming up with this headline. But he could have. He's the sort of thing he would say. Yeah. It's, it's totally him. Love Rat Milkman sacked for going on Jeremy Kyle. The headline? Justin, wait for this. You're going to love it. How dare he? How dare he? No, how dare he? How dare he? Because he's a milkman. Yeah. How dare he? How Come dare on. he? Kelly, let's try it on Kelly. Kelly. Kelly likes um, likes puns and wordplay. Go on. Hey, Love Rat Milkman sacked yeah. for yeah. skiving off to go and... Oh, yeah. They all do that, don't they? That's their thing. They did in the in 70s films. How dare he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. How dare he? It's a little bit of fun. Because of dairy. Dairy. How dare he? Dairy He, he, Man, he looks good. like he's got a twinkle in his eyes, to be honest. He's yeah. a sort of milkman in my... Anyway, a cheating milkman was sacked after going on the Jeremy Kyle show to, what? S- to save his marriage. That's not That's fair. the only way to save a marriage, isn't it? He was trying to save his marriage, Just. That's incredible. Kills? Wow. By being shouted at by a small angry man. Can I just say, uh, Justin, Scott yeah. has uh, tweeted me the other day, he loves it when you say the word incredible. Incredible. And you don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, you know. What do you think to Scott's uh, message? Well, it's not made me feel great as a person, put it that way. Okay. Because I'm just trying to do my job in, in an honest fashion. And if I find things incredible, genuinely, they are... Incredible. He deals in fact, remember? Not fiction. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How, how dare he, by the way? How dare he? How dare he? How dare he go on Jeremy Carl? Why couldn't he have just sat down and had the conversation without going on that tacky TV he show? He wanted to milk it. Hey! Hey! <laughs> hey, I tell you what, Kelly, you deserve a gold top star for that. A gold <laughs> We should be sending these emails to everyone in work so that everyone can join in, and it's not tedious when everyone starts sending punny emails to each other at work. I like it. <laughs> this guy's got a face that says, I get around. Milk round. Cool. Uh, There's always one that just kills it. Anyway, Sean Dad's 44 wow. went on daytime TV after throwing a sickie. That's a bit that's a bit of a daft thing to do. Yeah. He and wife Anne-Marie, 43. Anne-Marie, 43. Appeared under the title, Is My Husband Cheating on His Milk Round? Wait, he's seeing, he's seeing another milk round, guys? Yeah? Yeah? Is he seeing is another he, milk is round, just, guys? Is he just ditching the milk and not doing it? But just oh. hours after the ITV show was aired on September the 18th, his bosses at Dairy Crest claimed he'd brought the firm into disrepute, you think? They said customers might have seen him on the show damaging Dairy Crest's reputation. <laughs> And they were angry that he was on sick leave when it was recorded. I think that's more probably what it's about. That guy's... How dairy. It's more incredible. like dairy bread. <laughs> well, sorry, Kelly, we missed one there because Justin I, was... I think uh... it might have been too far, actually. OK, good. Well, gosh. It I'm... was a, a play on the word dairy crest. Did you say dairy breast? Yeah. Oh. Why would you do that? I don't know. Still brilliant fun, though. Thanks. Better than anything that's... Um... Justin, what was that noise you just made? Uh, Justin, yeah, I've got three songs queued up next. Listen I'm, to these. I'm not in a good mood this morning. Hey, what's your beef? It's Jimmy, isn't it? Well, I say we've got Sam Smith queued up. Yep. We've got Ollie Moore's queued up. Or 
We've got Mr Jimmy Ruffin queued up. Well, it's got to be Mr Jimmy Ruffin. For those that don't know, um, sadly, he's passed away yep. uh, at the age of 78, a Motown legend. I am working on a package for a bit later on. He performed locally at the California Ballroom about five times in the 1970s. This man was a true legend. It's got to be Jimmy Ruffin. What uh, have you got lined up? Which we've, one? Got, we've got the one that you put into the computer. Ah. Hold on to my love. Yeah, which Remember? was written and produced by Robin Gibb of the Bee Gees. Made the top ten back in 1980 for his, uh, his first... First chart success, I believe, in about six or seven years at that time. Is this going to upset you, Just, or do we go with it? Go with it. It's a great track. Thank you, Justin. Cheers, boss. Ta-ra. Bye. Everyone else, everyone else is playing What What Becomes of the Broken Hearted. It's a good song. It's a good song. That was a good song as well. We'll have a... Dealey's going to put together one of his tribute packages, a JDTP. We'll have a little bit later on, so, um, so that'll be good. So there's this website in Russia, 
Uh, does it? Uh, the BBC have been reporting about this, but they've not said what the website is. Where they, if you you log on to it, and then you can log into people's private webcams. You just log in. So it's basically... I don't know it's going to be like a really boring Big Brother, though, isn't it? Well, no, because I can look at your computer. Now, the thing is, I don't know. Does this website actually exist? Or is it one of those... It, 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 I bet there is, you know, like McAfee or somebody is having a tighten up your internet security campaign day to day. And so they've sort of, you know, they've made up this Russian website where people are logging in and looking at your webcam. Does that really happen? I can't believe that that does actually happen because I, I you know i'd like to check it out for research purposes i'd like to have a look does anyone know if that actually exists oh eight four five nine four double five five double five among the most shocking images are those from baby monitors which show children sleeping in their cots at home yeah, boring yeah surely front page of the mail uh, but, uh, another shows an elderly woman sitting in her living room uh, oh come I mean, on that, that seems like a lot of effort to go to if they're really just looking for hot women getting undressed, which yeah. I assume is what this is about. Uh, 08459 I'm going to put my cards Let me on. just say, my iPad is firmly locked when I'm taking my clothes off, guys. So Russia, stand down. From Russia with no love. How dare he. Uh, I'm going to put my hat into the ring now. Oh. Back to um, Lady Gaga. And I'm... If you can read this, you're too close. <laughs> I'm going to suggest that this story is also a lie. It's also a made-up well, It might as well be, because story. there's no names, no pack drill. So, um, hackers spied on me in Bath. You, not me, Rachel Hindman. When did you go to Bath? <laughs> Revealed last year how she was spied on by hackers while she was in the Bath. The English undergraduate is using her laptop to watch a DVD oh. in her bathroom. Well, you know, there's multitasking. And Don't take tapped. electricals into the bathroom, for goodness sakes. She noticed her webcam oh, turn oh. itself on. Oh, I'm doing it. I've gone to the travel now. Well, I was just going to get exciting then. Oh. For some perverts. <laughs> can, it, can you excite me during the news? No. Oh. From beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're heading into London on the M1, it's looking at the two lanes closed because of an accident between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware. It's looking very busy. It's queuing from Junction 6 for Brickett Wood. Also, looking at the M25 on the speed sensors anti-clockwise, it's very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. And it's queuing between Junction 17 anti-clockwise for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound as well, it's looking very slow between uh, the M1 Junction 10 for the Luton Airport, Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne and that's uh, having a look at the speed sensor though it's looking fine at the moment around Luton and no reports of any problems though on the train so that's Breath BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much Coming up Oh you know Stuff and Ting Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines claims of threats to family on Bedfordshire Traveller site. Investigation continues after rhino attack at Whipsnade Zoo and Buckinghamshire woman's abortion call. BBC Three Counties Radio. A family living on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire say they're so scared of their landlords they don't want to leave their trailer. The family has told BBC Three Counties Radio that when they refuse to work they get threatened with violence and have their windows smashed. Central Beds Council's say they're monitoring the situation. One of the residents, Luke, says he's being treated like a slave. That's what I feel like, to be honest with you. I go out every day from half seven in the morning till half seven at night for £20. 
In my eyes, that is slave labour. I would never do that to anyone. I'd pay them a fair wage. I'd give them forty, fifty pound a day if that was me. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire. The man who's in his fifties suffered serious injuries and is now recovering in hospital. Director of the Zoological Society of London, David Field, says the man's a senior member of staff. An investigation is underway to find out exactly what's happened, but at this stage there are no further details. I'm pleased to say, though, that he is now out of surgery and the doctors have described his condition as stable. GPs are to get new guidelines to help them spot the early signs of cancer. The National Institute for Health and Care Excellence has proposed a list of cancer-related symptoms which it hopes will be easy for family doctors to use. BBC News understands that the chemicals giant Ineos will today announce plans to invest more than £600 million in UK shale gas production. The company plans to use the gas as a raw material for its plants, including the huge Grangemouth facility in Scotland. An Aylesbury mum whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived says the abortion limit should be lowered. Doctors are amazed at baby Dexter's recovery after suffering from brain bleeds and a gut infection. The current cut-off point is 24 weeks. Nina Wyatt says when he was born he was fully formed. Who are we as parents to decide whether our child should survive or not? We fall pregnant and we're taking that choice because we want to have a baby and I just think that to terminate a baby at 24 weeks is horrendous. Voters will go to the polls in the Rochester and Strood by-election in Kent today. The ballot was caused by the resignation of the former Conservative MP Mark Reckless, who defected to UKIP. The M1 reopened northbound in Northamptonshire last night, having been closed all day after a diesel spillage. Tailbacks reached as far as Milton Keynes and caused delays on surrounding roads. And the American soul singer Jimmy Ruffin, whose hits included What Becomes of the Broken Hearted, has died. He was 78. In sports, Stevenage travelled to non-league maidstone tonight for their FA Cup first round replay. The winners will travel to Wrexham in round two. Tonight's televised match will take place on the Kent Club's artificial pitch. The weather widespread mist and fog patches this morning but then a mostly dry although cloudy day. A maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. In a country market town in Buckinghamshire Telling everyone about where you live. Local rugby club and that type of thing. It's, it's quite an interesting place, really. I quite enjoy living here. All this week, we're exploring Chesham. Everybody that lives here absolutely loves the place. I'm full of characters. I love Chesham! The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine Boyle's here as well. Morning, Catherine. Good morning. What are we talking about today? Well, we're showing uh, the listeners what happened when we went to a traveller site in central Bedfordshire. We'd had a phone call, hadn't we, earlier in the week from someone who said that uh, it had all been sweet living there until he refused to work for the landlords. For 20 quid a day? Yeah, 12-hour days. Ouch. And it all got a little bit unpleasant. Well, we went and spoke to the young gentleman, Luke, and his family. We'll find out exactly what they said in a second. Uh, We're also asking, should the uh, uh, abortion, um, what's the phrase, limit, Limit, be reduced? That's after a woman from Aylesbury gave birth to a baby at 23 weeks. He had a 5% chance of survival. He's now 38 weeks, and it looks like he might be home for Christmas. She's saying people don't realise how well-formed those babies are, and they're babies, not fetuses. 08459 455 555. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. There's also uh, the dilemma that I'm guessing... Uh, well, lots of... I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm pretty much knowing that lots of families will be facing this year, if they've got young kids, their young kids, perhaps for the first, second, maybe third time, are asking for um, phones, iPads, tablets, all those kind of things. Your little girl, your eldest is six... Yeah. And you've you've crushed her dreams, haven't you? You've, I've had you've... to. I've had to. Wow. She wrote the most beautiful letter to Father Christmas yesterday. It took her ages. She um, did a little picture at the bottom where she'd said, you know, here's Father Christmas and here are his boots and she'd put all the right things on there. She'd taken real care over it and she brought it to me and I thought, oh, here we go. This is going to be lovely. What I got was, dear Father Christmas, yeah. for Christmas I would really like an iPad and a phone. Great. She's got her eye on the future. She's going to be a real talent. I still believe in you and your lovely elves. Of course you do, because he's real. Lots of love. My daughter, age six. There we go. And a little picture, just to butter him up even more, because she knows he's a sucker for an illustration. And you didn't even do that, well, we'll wait and see. You basically told her to F off. <laughs> I did not tell her to F off. <laughs> Pretty much did. Before you start sending the social round. I said to her, well, darling, those are very expensive things, and to be honest, yeah. they're really for grown-ups. Yeah. And who are you going to call... No, she's too young for that reference. Hey. Who are you going to call? And she, she's too young for that reference. I said, you haven't got anybody to call. And you can't pay the bill. So, yeah, I did get quite real on her. Can't pay the telephone bills. Can't pay my automobiles. Do you know what she did? Can't pay my granddad bill. What? Do you know what she did? What? She screwed it up. Oh, no. The thing about letters to Father Christmas is, of course, they always put rubbish on. My boy asked for a river one year. Well, all right. You go, you go well, we'll, we'll see. I could have worked that out. Yeah, we'll I could have worked that out in a creative way. You, I can't work this one out in a creative should, way. You could get her a toy iPad. She would know. You say... No, the great thing is, if you go to um, like uh, those mobile phone shops, they have fake ones behind the counter. That you yeah, can, yeah. They'll give you those, like, like dummy displays. Uh, you know, she wants to play games on it. She um, wants to play games on it. You, you take the letter, you post the letter, you say, well, we'll see what Father Christmas... And you let Father Christmas be the bad guy on the day. Yeah, he, Father Christmas has to decide. You can't say... But, OK, I think oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. I think Catherine has missed a trick here. I think her young girl is showing initiative, is showing willing, is showing common sense, is showing a rare intelligence no. for a six-year-old. No. And she will, now, her, her, she will now be stunted in the modern thrusting business world. She won't. She won't. She All right. just knows that life is life, and until she can pay her own phone bill, she ain't getting a phone. Who's right on? Well, she... I don't think it's not up to you, though. It's up to Santa. Father Christmas. She, yeah. she might Father Christmas it. does my bidding. I hate to break this to you, Kelly, but uh, last year she wanted a puppy. I said Father Christmas does not do live animals. They you, get crushed you, on you, the sledge. You stocking blocked her. You stock blocked her. I did. You totally stock blocked her. Yeah, I did. Father Christmas bears in mind what parents want. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. At one point oh, she, she thought she could now. get around me by going to F- FC. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we work in collaboration. Kentucky Fried Chicken? No. Kath's wrong on this, isn't she? She's wrong on this. She, of course, should have uh, passed... The, oh, God, we've got to do this nonsense, haven't we? She should, of course, pass the note on to Father Christmas, allowing Father Christmas's elves to make an iPhone and... Not a Blackberry. <laughs> ah! And uh, she, uh, she basically, her six-year-old should be opening a little iPhone package on Christmas Day. Actually, I have missed a trick because Father Christmas always gets the props, doesn't he, for the yeah. best present? Yeah. I should let him be the bad guy this year. Or a tablet. Don't get her a phone. Get her a tablet. What's wrong with a tablet? Well, like a Nurofen. She has a specific tablet in mind. Which one? iPad. Like well, you've got an iPad. Exactly. That's what I said. You can borrow mine. No, get her one. Get her. A, get her a sixteen gigabyte one. A rubbish one. No. 
get her a, get her like an iPad I'm not two. This. She's only six. You are so. She, Catherine Boyle is so wrong on this. Well, uh, Tony from Chertsey, who is at prison who is, on, in Apsley lo- on the Grand Union. Who is a loser. Well, you may say that. Yeah. He contradicts your opinion. And course, so he's oh, there. good in my book. You're wrong. Six-year-olds do not need phones or pads, iPads. They need love, care and attention from their parents, oh. which she gets in space. <coughs> excuse, me, excuse me while I, while I puke up everywhere while we watch a John Denver Christmas film. All right. Maybe the phone is perhaps a little bit too much, although I don't think it is because it's a great way she can phone Grandma. She gets independent. She can, she can stand at the top of my house and wave to Grandma. The tablet the corner. I think you should definitely have given the thumbs up to. 08459 455 555. At what age do your children or your grandchildren have tablets, mobile phones? Six to me sounds like the perfect, perfect age to strike out and uh, start uh, becoming an individual, a Hindu vigil. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, he said, just filling in so he could get to the right bit on the computer, which he's done now. At the end of last week, we had a phone call from a family who'd answered an advert in a shop window and found themselves living on a traveller's site in central Bedfordshire. For a while, the situation worked well. The landlord gave the men block paving jobs, the rent was affordable, and the women felt the site was safe and friendly. But as we heard earlier from one of the sons, Luke, the relationship turned sour when the landlord cut their wages from 40 to £20 for a 12-hour day. And the men said, you know what, I'm not going to work for that. Well, Catherine and I went to the site earlier this week to have a look around, and here's what Luke's mum told Catherine. Council's been up here, and the police have been up here quite a few times now, and told them that we have to have a 60-day notice, but he just keeps giving them abuse and saying that, um, no, he wants us out in 28 days, and that it's going to cut all our powers off like within 28 days if we're not out by them but we can't get out by them because the council can't rehome us until he gives us the 60 days notice otherwise we're making ourselves intentionally homeless how does this make you feel as a mum and, and a grandma watching this all happen to your brood it's horrible because we're just constantly scared all the time because it's usually every single morning and every evening that they'll come they'll all stand um the traveler ladies and men will all stand outside our trailers just shouting abuse shouting at with scum um don't walk out your trailers um especially it's mainly on luke and daniel that they're gonna they want to hear it because they won't work for them but um i mean i've got the council coming out i think it's next week to try and get another 60 day notice but he won't he won't just give it to us he won't give it to us at all but then we've just got the kids now breaking the windows um putting leaflets all outside our trailer and they ask them to do it, but then the next morning they'll come and blame us for it. The council hopefully will be listening to this. What would you say to them? Help. Well, just to help us move, and but not wait for the 60 days to help us move. Because when we, gave, when we came back from the Shefford Council last week, I gave the letter to the landlord and he said, what do I have to do? Cause you a lot of trouble. Your window's going to get all smashed. The trailer's going to cut. The truck's going to come through your trailer if the council don't rehouse us. But we can't do nothing. We're stuck. You've had the police out, haven't you? Three times. Are they not doing anything? Um, There isn't a lot they can do because we can't prove that they've smashed the windows, we can't prove that they've made threats to us because as soon as the police come, they all go back down their own side and then when the police have been, they come back up threatening. So none of us can really go out, not at all. We have to climb the fences to go over to the fields to go to the shop. I just call the police if just, anything else comes. I think comes. just took too much now. I've, I've took so much I'm on breaking point. Well, it seems like um, I lay down at night time and get tears in my eyes where I just want to go and I really don't want this for no one else to be quite honest with you. If he wants to get rid of you so much then why is he making it so difficult? 
I don't know. That's what I because he want re, really he wants us here to work for him, but because we're not working, he's, he's causing a problem to try and make us go out to work for him. You used the word slaves earlier on. Yeah, it's that, a strong word. That's isn't it? that's what I feel like to be honest with you. I go out every day from half seven in the morning till half seven at night for twenty pound. In my eyes, that is slave labour. I would never do that to anyone. I'd pay them a fair wage. I'd give them forty, fifty pounds a day if that was me. They can't even cover na- the national minimum wage. So I come back, I get twenty pounds. I put a tenner straight in electric. I buy food or something, and that'd be that money gone. When was the last time you spoke to this fella that runs the place? We spoke to him yes yesterday. He shouts as soon as you. If he comes up here and I say to him, "Look, I don't want to argue. Can we talk to you?" But no, he'll just abuse you and just start shouting, and then the rest of them will come up. All his sons have come. Uh, let me put this suggestion out, and if you say no, that's fine. What if we went and knocked on his door? He wouldn't talk to you. He'd tell you to go away. He'd tell you to get off the side. He'd tell you to get off the side. I, I don't mind if he if he swears at me. My concern would be if I went and knocked on his door, there would be repercussions for you. But I'd rather it go out on the radio than you knock the door, because then he'll probably be straight up right now. Right. Okay. So, so you don't want yeah. us to knock on his door. That's fine. That's fine. Right. And uh, we respected that. We didn't. We were challenged as we left the um, the traveller site, weren't we? Yeah. By a gentleman who stopped him, stopped us, uh, stopped the car, and wanted to know what we were doing. And we called afterwards as well to try and get hold of the landlord. Uh, we left a message. We'll, we'll, we'll try and call uh, again at, uh, at some point. And we're speaking to Luke live on the show as well a bit later on. Uh, we've got a couple of emails. Uh, Julian says, I'd like to say that £20 a day is outrageous for a day's work. I think the council should do something about it because 20 quid for 12 hours work means that workers are only getting £1.66 per hour. As for the council rehousing people, they need to make sure that they aren't asking to be moved just for the sake of it. Well, uh, that's from Julian. Yeah, there's always a chance that's happening. We asked them about that, but they seemed... There's a little baby there. There's a seven-month-old baby, and they seemed genuinely upset. I, I, when we were speaking to Luke, I uh, kind of made up that he felt, uh, humiliated is too strong a word, but he kind of reached a desperation point, that yeah. he, he, you know, that he was saying all of this stuff in public. Yeah, because we said to him, you're going to make life more difficult for yourself. He really doesn't believe life can be made any more difficult. They're not able to leave the traveller site by the usual methods. They're having to shin over the um, fence because they've been told that if they're seen, then things will happen to them. This is what we're being told, and we've been trying to verify with the landlord, as we said, but He's not answering our call. By the way, we should just say, we got this uh, this story because uh, Luke phoned up BBC Three Counties Radio. If you have a story uh, that you think that you you know we you should be looked at, and um, it turns out Kath and I have got legs and we, we can go to places now, it turns out, uh, you can uh, call BBC Three Counties Radio uh, or you could send me an email, ian.lee, at bbc.co.uk. There are also things we can do if you don't want to be identified. I mean, if you might have noticed we're not naming this traveller site at the moment. Yep. Yeah. Um, we're we, saying where it is because this is the council that we're dealing with. We but could pixelate your face. Well, yeah, a radio can bag, always do that. Bag over your head. We don't need to use your name. No. Thank you, Catherine. Excellent stuff. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there's two lanes closed between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgeware. That's because of a serious accident, and it's queuing now from Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley. Having a look elsewhere on the motorways, though, it's moving fine at the moment on the A1M through Welling Garden City and Stevenage. But on the A1 southbound, it's building up between the St Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. Elsewhere, in Beaconsfield on Amersham Road, it's starting to look heavy on the speed sensors between Lebra Lane and the A40 London Road. We've not heard there of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha.
Right, 7.17. Blimey, look at the time. It's uh, Thursday the 20th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People who claim they are living in fear of their landlords on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire are calling on the council to get them rehoused. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was uh, injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire. And an Aylesbury mum whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived says the abortion limit should be lowered. BBC Three Counties Radio. Shouldn't really be here today. I got sent the new Grand Theft Auto game, so I got that yesterday. So you're very lucky. This Saturday, we'll feature two league leaders. And two teams hoping to carry on winning. Surely this is going to be number five. It is number five. Watford hosts top of the table derby. Brilliant finish from the Czech. And that surely is the three-point seal. And Luton travel to Burton. While MK Dons entertain Port Vale. Now Deli Alley with a shot into the net. With Stevenage going to Northampton. Three Counties Sport. Saturday from two. Here on BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're asking whether Catherine was right to crush the dreams of a six-year-old child um, by uh, encouraging her to destroy a letter to Father Christmas. Where she asked for I didn't a... encourage her to destroy it. Hang on. When I... uh, OK, well, Catherine, well, Catherine's not here to defend herself, so it means I can say literally pretty much anything I want. Her, youngest, her eldest wrote a letter to Father Christmas... Um, uh, a letter, a letter, sorry, she's busy. I'm being very unfair. Wrote a letter to Father Christmas asking for a tablet or an iPhone, and Mum said, "No, thanks. That's not happening." I think she's wrong. She's six years old. Jill says, uh, "Jill, I'm surprised by you. Cause you normally make quite good points." So totally with Catherine on the present request to Santa. Allowing young children gadgets they don't really need stops them doing things like using their own imagination and stifling their young creativity. You stick to your guns, Catherine. Well, Jill, why are you bringing guns into this? Seems a little bit uh, harsh, a little bit macabre. But then Joe says, and I think this is a good compromise. This kind of works. Listen to this compromise, Catherine, from Joe. Joe says an iPod Touch is a small version of an iPad now with the use of games and music that, music that can be parentally controlled. No, I, I don't care. It's the principle. I've got an oh. iPad you can borrow. Oh, principle. Yes. It's the principle. It's the principle. Do you know what the other comment when I said, no, I don't think they're really for little girls? Yeah. But my friend's got one. Oh, Oh, that's the reason. So that's... Oh. Now, what we're getting here is um, an interesting look into your psychology. Mm-hmm. So it's the principle that stops you getting yes. a, an iPad or a little tablet for, for your eldest. Yes. Because one of her friends has got one. No. The principle is she is six years old. She doesn't really want an iPad. When is she seven? Next August. So six and a half. <laughs> and a half. She would say six and a half, wouldn't she? Oh, she may even she may even say six. And, she may even say six and three quarters. Not even. So she's six nearly, and a bit. Okay, she's nearly seven years old. She's not. And don't you just don't you feel? Do you know what my daughter does? She likes to read. She likes to draw. Brilliant. She can I do, don't want her spending any brilliant. more time inside her own head. She can do all of those things with one of these tablets these days. No. And more. No. She can watch educational films. Well, yes, she, she can, can do that. She can do that can, without a tablet. 
I think, Catherine, that you... I, I've got a feeling that the majority of the listeners are going to disagree with you nope. on this one. 08459 455. Boyle is wrong. It's the same reason... Boyle she... is wrong. It's the same reason... Boyle is wrong. I don't let her... Boyle just... is wrong. Hello. Boyle is wrong. It's... Hey, Boyle is wrong. Boyle is wrong. Boyle is wrong. Boyle is wrong. Shush. Boyle is wrong. Kelly, pipe down. Boyle is wrong. Boyle is wrong. Boyle is wrong. Boyle is wrong. It's the same reason I don't let her play with a phone at the table. Wrong. You know, just trying to bring her up right. Boyle and not like these two. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Back me up, please. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> now, on to slightly more serious. Do give us a call about that. And maybe you want to give us a call about this story as well. An Aylesbury woman whose son survived after being born at 23 weeks. Gosh! is calling for the abortion limit of 24 weeks to be lowered. Nina Hyatt was told that Dexter only had a... F- I love that name, Dexter. Only had a 5% chance, but despite 22 blood transfusions, blood, bl- uh, brain bleeds, sorry, and infections, he's made it to 38 weeks, and she's hoping he might be home by Christmas. Well, here's what she told our reporter yesterday. When he was born, he was fully formed. I mean, who are we as parents to decide whether our child should survive or not? We fall pregnant and we're taking that choice because we want to have a baby. And I just think that to terminate a baby at 24 weeks is horrendous. I mean, my boy came out breathing and fighting and is showing everyone that he wants to be here on this planet. You know, so if he can do that, then these other babies that these people are aborting, what's to say that they don't want to be here too? Well, listening to that is Professor Wendy Savage, a retired obstetrician and gynaecologist and the coordinator of Doctors for a Woman's Choice on Abortion. Morning, Wendy. Good morning. What's your reaction to what Nina's saying? I think we have to look at the woman and what the woman's needs are because she's alive and has a life... And women don't take these decisions easily. They think about them very carefully. There are only about 500 women a year who have a a termination at 23 weeks. And about half of those are because there is something wrong with the baby. And the other half who who haven't got something wrong with the baby... um, they are women who've got really compelling reasons for wanting a termination. For example? Well, one sort of situation is where a woman has got pregnant happily with her partner, and as the pregnancy progresses, he becomes increasingly violent. And she realises that if she has the child there will be a link to this violent man that she won't be able to uh, break because they've got a child together. Uh, Another one that I have seen is very young girls who don't realise that they're pregnant or if they do realise are frightened to tell anybody about it um, but really can't uh, continue with the pregnancy. I remember vividly a girl who was... 11 years old, um, who had been abused by the imam who was 
supposedly teaching her the Quran and uh, didn't realize she was pregnant and it was only when her mother discovered uh, a pregnancy so late that um, uh, she came to my attention and when she was in the the hospital waiting to have the operation she was sitting there coloring in uh, the little uh, dolls that you know you can make the, the dresses yeah. and, and put them on and there was just no way that a child like that uh, should be forced to go through and have a, a, a child herself. Are there any uh, women though who are choosing to have abortions at 23 weeks you, you've put forward some excellent um, ar- ar- arguments but are there any women who are having the abortion at 23 weeks just, oh, I don't know how to phrase this, so this will sound the, clumsy, the I apologise. Lifestyle choices, shall we say. Yeah, are, 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 there, are, are there any that, that have just um, have left the decision till the last possible minute? Uh, there are some with men- who are mentally ill, that's another. Yeah. Um, uh, who, you know, who don't realise, uh, because they're just not in the world uh, properly at the time. Uh, um, I have never met a woman no. who has done it uh, because... I remember Jill Knight used to say, the, the, the MP, um, that, that women did it because they wanted to go on holiday. Oh, gosh. Or they were, um, wanted to play tennis or something like that. I have never met a woman no. who's made this decision, a difficult decision for women, on a trivial uh, And the, the, uh, I suspect there may be one or two people who do it trivially, but I, I, the majority of people, certainly the people I know who have had abortions, uh, it, it, it's been a massive decision and has not been taken lightly and has had repercussions years later. Um, but there will be some people who are surprised uh, that a baby could be born at 23 weeks, like, like um, Dexter, and, and be sentient and be alive. And that does, that does make things slightly different, doesn't it? Well, I think women know that they have got a potential human being and that terminating the pregnancy means that that potential is never realised. And although babies survive, as um, your uh, caller mentioned, at 23 weeks, um, it's about a quarter of babies born at that time die almost immediately. And there's only about a fifth who survive uh, to be healthy and normal. And another fifth are severely handicapped. Um, But you can't... Can can you abort because you you suspect that there is a a strong chance the child may be handicapped? If if there's a a reason that the the child um, has got a, a fetal abnormality which is going to be incompatible with life or very seriously affect the child's life then that is a reason that you can do an abortion yes but what i'm saying is that it's although babies do survive with modern neonatal intensive care it isn't it's not a natural phenomenon babies before neonatal intensive care under 28 weeks did not survive Wendy, it, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? I really appreciate your thoughts this morning. Professor Wendy Savage, uh, if you want to give us a call on this, um, then, then do let us know. I'm sure there are one or two women that um, 
have abortions on trivial reasons, but the majority, the majority, certainly the the few that I know, it's been a a huge decision that they've had to make. Uh, And even, you know, 20 years later in some cases, 15, 20 years later, they still question that, you know, I uh, had a friend who had an abortion and kind of turned around and said, oh, I'd have a 15-year-old now. And that's still, it's still in their thoughts. It's not a thing they've done, right, they've done that. What's what's next on the list? And for them, it's a huge taboo still. It took a friend of mine quite a long time to tell me that she'd gone through that. And I just wished I could have been with her. Yeah, 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. We've just got um, uh, one tweet from a, a, a lunatic. <laughs> I, I, I think this person, do people have access to the internet? Johnny, I mean, it just says Boyle is right. right. Boyle is right. We've also got one from Jade who says, I agree with you about the Father Christmas list. I think that kids should be kids. Toys, not technology. Oh, for good... No! No! That is a nonsense... Right, now I'm angry. That is... No, that is a nonsense argument. Okay. Because when I was a kid, I wanted a remote-controlled car. I got one. That's technology. It's still a toy. I wanted Operation. I wasn't allowed it because they said I'd lose the bits. They were right. I did lose the bits. The fella that invented Operation needed an operation the other day. And he had no money. He had no money. He this is no true. Money, yeah. Don't don't pull that. Oh, here comes a really rubbish gag. It's true. Eh. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there's two lanes closed between Junction 5 for Watford and Junction 4 for Edgware. That's because of a serious accident and it's causing queues from Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And I'm looking at the speed sensors around Hemel Hempstead as, as a result of that, the A41 southbound's looking very busy between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and the M25 for Kings Langley. And on the M25, anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for King Lang- Kings Langley as well. And in Chestnut, on the A10 southbound, it's looking very heavy between between Turnford and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. Also, looking at the A1 southbound, it's very heavy between St Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. And in Beaconsfield, Amersham Road is very heavy southbound between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road. Having a look on the trains, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. People who claim they're living in fear of their landlords on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire are calling on the council to get them rehoused. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire. An Aylesbury mum whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived says the abortion limit should be lowered and Royal Bank of Scotland has been fined £56 million by regulators for a computer failure in 2012 that left millions of its customers Customers shut out of their accounts for several days. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage travel to non-league Maidstone tonight for their FA Cup first round replay. The winners will travel to Wrexham in round two. Tonight's televised match will take place on the Kent Club's artificial pitch. Here's the borough manager, Graham Westley. It's fair because it's the rules. So you enter the FA Cup, you know that it's the rules. If someone's got a plastic pitch, um, it's going to be a a club from non-league, obviously, because um, football league clubs aren't allowed to, to have that surface. It has an effect on bodies. I think if you have a pitch like that, over the course of a season, your players will... Um, have joint issues but a one-off game it's one of those things isn't it we have a training session on it we'll play our game on it Thursday no issue 
And there's online commentary of tonight's game via the BBC Sport website. Watford midfielder Lewis McGugan has joined fellow Championship side Sheffield Wednesday on a short-term loan. McGugan, who has started just six games for the Hornets this season, joins Wednesday until January the 1st. Former Watford manager Malky Mackay says he's learned from his mistakes after being appointed the new manager at fellow Championship side Wigan. The two clubs meet at Vicarage Road next month. The Scot was dismissed by Cardiff last December and is being investigated by the FA for sending alleged sexist, racist and homophobic text messages. I made mistakes. I made mistakes and I'm absolutely not um, racist. Um, I have taken on an educational programme in terms of diversity and, and that will be ongoing. And as I said, that will be something that will be ongoing and I will continue to learn and educate myself going forward. But in terms of with the, the squad that we've got, there's there's be constant communication in terms of the people that have been in football over a lot of support. And a former employee of the Qatar 2022 World Cup bid team claims the summary of FIFA's investigation on corruption ignored evidence she'd provided to the FBI. Fidra Al-Majid claims she was coerced into signing a sworn legal document retracting allegations. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Should we be honest? Should we play truth or dare? Well, how honest are we going to be? Give me truth. Ask, ask me for a truth. Okay. Truth. All right, I'll tell you. I don't know how you play truth or dare. Let's spin the bottle. Anyway, spin this. Sometimes it ends up that way, yeah. OK, so... This Malky Mackay fella, right, he's a football man. I don't know much about him, but he's um, he got done for... Being either racist, sexist, homophobic, maybe all three in private texts, right? I don't see a problem with that. Who dubbed him in? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone can... I'm trying to... There's a story here and it it doesn't really have the details in the story. But I have sent texts that are probably... That are definitely really offensive to my friends Mm -hmm. because they know I don't... You're only joking. They know I'm only joking. They know I don't mean it. They know I'm I'm not any of these uh, ists or um, isms or icks or whatever. Uh, Sometimes you say things because it's shocking and that makes it funny. Uh, I don't see the problem, and maybe I'm completely out of touch here. I don't see the problem with sending something to a mate, a close mate who you know will not be offended, something that you, I certainly wouldn't say on the radio or wouldn't say to other friends. I would suggest that the fact this has been leaked means that his judgement was uh, not correct on this instance, but not can knowing... We, can we find... I'll, I'll try and Google in a minute, but we'll try and find out what actually he said. But I've sent you some pretty fruity messages mm-hmm. that, 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 you, that, are, that are funny because they are so inappropriate. Uh, I don't, don't mean them. Is that is that out of a, lots of us do that, don't we? But we, I, I would be very surprised if anyone would phone in and say, "Yeah, yeah, I, I, I said stuff like that," because we're all too scared to say it. And I'm aware, I'm slightly couching what I say because there will be some idiots listening, maybe from some local rags or something, who will pounce on this. You know, someone will pounce on this BBC presenter in let, a race. Let me just fury. say, he's never sent me any photos. If that's what you're driving at, but if you want to pay me enough to say that, I could always say that. I can send you a photo if you want. Would you want a picture? No, of this? I don't want a picture of it. No, nope. um, but it's true, and I think that the British sense of humour is that as well, isn't it? It's saying. The outrageous because actually we're all quite staid. Let's ask the question 
Is there anything wrong? How am I going to phrase this? How am I going to catch this? Are we going to go, uh, let's go all in. Let's go all in. We might as well. Is there anything wrong with sending uh, what could be perceived as a racist text to a mate of yours if you both know you're not racist uh, and you both know that part of the gag is you've said something so outrageous, that's partly where the humour comes from? Because you're taking the mickey out of that kind of view. Is there anything wrong in that? There we go. We've got we've, all, all the chips are on the table. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I bet no one. Call, I, I, I bet lots of people do it. We all we all say things and make jokes that are inappropriate, that are either homophobic or racist or sexist or, or they or, or, or somethingist. We all say it, say them to our mates. Or that could be perceived as that if they don't know the background to your relationship. Yes. 08459 455 555. Let's go. All our chips are on the table. Is there anything wrong with sending what could be perceived as a racist text to a mate of yours as long as you know it's between you two, uh, it's not for publication, and there is no actual racist intent behind it? 08459 455 555. Let's see. See if anyone bites on that one. Do you want to look we? at these texts? Yeah, go on. None of got... which are inappropriate, although hey. you may argue the other way because uh, that's why they're not. Oh, is this about your, your six-year-old wanting a, a phone or a tablet? From Father Christmas, and I said Father Christmas doesn't bring those to little children. Mm. Because you don't need them. Go on. Trucker Chris, go cat, absolutely right, go cat. Is this the fe- go cat? Is this the fellow that fancies you? Yeah, he's well, a, he's, one of them. He's a. D- <laughs> Oh, mate, go on. Phil, Boyle is right. Electronic devices cause the user to sit down and not interact with other people. You'll see this when your boys are older, Ian, if you want to spend yeah. as much time talking to and enjoying Excuse your me. children's early years. Excuse you me. need to leave the tablets and coal Can I come in? as late as possible. My Phil. boys my boys have got dozens, probably hundreds of devices that uh, make them sit on their own and stop them interacting yes. with people. They're called books. They're called books. Books. This is a great argument I read by a female psychologist, a lady, who said um, yeah, everyone's down on computer games because apparently it's isolating. It's people sitting there, not interacting. Well, hang on a second. That's exactly what books do. Oh, they're using their own imagination. They're using their own imaginations when they're playing video games and looking at things on tablets. You can't compare books with tablets. Of course, yes, of course are, you can. Yes, they are inside their own heads, but they're getting wisdom passed down from generation to generation in those books. And they on tablets. Imagination. No, come on. My Wikipedia. Daughter, when my daughter plays on my iPad, I occasionally let her do that, and I do it for a specific time, because you know what happens after that time? She gets really leery. Well, she gets got, angry and frustrated. Do you know where that comes from? That comes from you holding her back. You've got angry genes, and you've passed them down to your, your daughters. That's your fault. That's not Steve Jobs' fault. Right? Wow, you sound really calm. I, I tell you what, right? I had a good point there, and I forgot. Next, give me a second to. Um, I had a really good point. Yeah, you're talking rubbish. Okay. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double. But you really are on this. I just this. don't think she needs a phone or an iPad. She's six. She's also not having a television in a room till she's about fifteen. Oh, I'll give you that. I'll give. Yeah, no, don't have a television in there. And, and I'm not saying have free reign on the tablet. Limit it. Of course you do. As you limit television, as you limit. She's only um, got limited access to a tablet. Mine. Well, give her something to be proud of. Something to, to, It teaches her responsibility. She's got other things to be it's, proud of and responsible we'll for. We'll teach her... Respon- you, you've not bought her a, a, a cat, despite her saying players, many, many times. So why don't you get her a tablet? You haven't got to feed that or wipe its bum. You don't have to wipe cat's buns. It's just a nice little bonus. But My sister wipes her cat's bum. What? Yeah. I want her to drain my cat's um, bum. Thank you. Anyway, we're not getting one. 
or one of those. 08459 four double five five double five. So there's two corkers for you. Uh, we'll send Delia out on the streets about that in a, in a little bit. We'll speak to Delia in about ten minutes. Uh, there we go. That's uh, uh, should. What age did you get your kids? Tablets and mobile phones, please. I, I can kind of see the mobile phone. But let them have um, Skype on the tablet. Not costing anything then, is it? Who's she going to Skype? Her nana. She sees her gr- Her nana. friend. Do, she do you sees want, her friends. When China rules the world, do you want your daughter to be working as, like, some um, kitty maid or something or uh, sweeping up toilets or something? No, you want her to succeed. She won't succeed because she's not computer literate. She is computer literate. Well, no, she she's not. school, she uses mine. She's not having her own. It's too expensive about everything four, else. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. And is there anything wrong with um, sending texts that could be perceived as racist, homophobic or sexist to, fre- to a friend? It's not for publication, and you both know that you're not actually a racist. Anonymous text on this one. All jokes insult someone or something, which is what makes them funny. Are we not allowed to laugh anymore? As long as it's kept between people who understand, I don't see what harm it's doing. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're also talking about uh, whether um, the abortion limit should be reduced. Twenty four weeks is that right at the moment? Steve's in Luton. Morning, Steve. Good morning, Ian. Um, nice to speak to you. Thank you too, fella. What would you like to say? Um, basically, um, I've got two daughters now. Both my daughters are deaf. Um, they were born deaf. Um, they had complications during the pregnancy, and when my wife had the five month check. Um, they found that, um, that there were some problems with the development of the brain as in fluid on the brain. Now, to cut a long story short, with my first daughter, 14, um, the problem sorted itself when she was born, um, and she didn't need any sort of uh, other operations or anything to put it right, but she's deaf. Um, with my second daughter, who's seven, she developed something called... When she she, sorry, you, uh, you just dipped out. She developed something called what, Steve? Hydrocephalus. Right. Um, which is on the brain but when when the fluid levels in the brain like in your ventricles reach a certain point basically your brain well and her lifeline was the fact that she was um a baby hadn't fully fused together and so there was movement of the skull to allow the brain to swell basically now they told us all the way through oh you know this is pretty um your kid could be born with learning difficulties she could she could be deaf she could be blind and blah 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 you know, and uh, we we were told all these horror stories, like, you know, and um, my wife is quite against abortions, and she um, said, look, basically, I'm, I'm not interested. We're going to have the baby, whatever happens, and we'll see it through. Now, the point I'm trying to get at the month scan, now, every month after that, she kept on having um, checkups, and... The problem got worse and worse and worse. And basically, it was then deemed that she wouldn't be able to give birth naturally to the baby because the head was quite swollen. Yeah. Um, but they, and they would need to operate when the baby was born. Now, they kept on kind of pursuing this idea of, you know, you really want to have an abortion because this baby could potentially, you know... Um, this was after their... five months? Oh, yeah, well, this is a long time. We, we got to... Um, basically seven months, and we realised that she wouldn't be able to give birth naturally. So the doctors came to us, or sorry, this is the consultant, came to us and said, look, um, your wife's going to have to have a cesarean now. There's no choice in the matter because there would be a danger to both my wife and the child if she was to give birth naturally. And, I mean, we're talking about the amount of swelling of the baby's head. Her head was about probably bigger in circumference than... 
than um, the nominal sort of amount that a woman can give birth to. So we're not talking like her head was the size of men, but it was swollen at yeah. the point where it was going to be dangerous. Now, she had, came in for an eight-month scan, which was um, two weeks before she was due to have a planned caesarean. Now, um, when we had that scan, um, the consultant, again, was like, look, I really think you should reconsider what, what we um, were talking about with the um, abortion. And basically... We uh, eight months? Eight months, right. And this is what shocked me. And I, I was absolutely gobsmacked over this. Uh, basically, at eight months, they turned around and they said, look, your child could be deaf. And we said, well, actually, we've, we've already got a deaf child. You know, we, we have another deaf child. And we were told a very similar thing with her. We were told to abort. And it turned out, well, we've got her... She's got learning difficulties, not terrible learning difficulties, and she's deaf. But she's other, other than that, she's a, she's a healthy child. She's very outgoing. She's a pretty little girl, and, you know, she's getting on well with her life. Now, the other one, like I said, eight months pregnant, my wife was, and they turned around and they said, look, we can actually, you know, get you arranged and get you in, and we can abort this child, like, pretty much today if you want. And she was like well, how would you do it? You know, I'm eight months pregnant. And they basically told us straight. They said, look, we'll give you an injection. That will stop the baby's heart. You then have to have an induced labour. You'll have to give birth to the baby still. But there is always a slim, slim possibility that the baby might be born alive. Um, And in in that case, right, get this, this is the most shocking bit. In that situation... You are basically got to hand the baby over to them, and they will do the business and make sure no. that you know. Yeah, and I, we we were got and this is uh, I don't know if you want, I, I won't name the hospital. No, don't but know. I live it. I live in Luton, so you know. Steve, listen, we're, we're kind of we're kind of running out of time. This is uh, this is incredible. So, how how are the, how old are the, the, the kids now, and how are they? Well, the long and short of it is one seven, one fourteen. The seven year old who we were told to abort is the most beautiful child you'll ever come across. She's outgoing. She's, well, she's that, that's not every, true, Steve. Every... That's my two boys you're referring to. But yes, I'm well, sure she's no. the third most beautiful. But I was just trying to prove point that yeah. they will, on medical grounds, even if you think that your child is going to be deaf, you can abort right up to full term. And Steve, that, I believe, is very wrong. Steve, listen, uh, Catherine, we'll talk, but we're a bit late for the travel. I'll come back to you in a second, Catherine, and talk to you about that. That is, Steve, if that's... Um, True, I have no reason to doubt you. Flipping heck. Uh, your thoughts on that, please. And maybe you have more knowledge about that world than I do. 08459 455 505. Thank you, Steve. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're heading into London on the M1 this morning, there's been an accident between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware. There's two lanes close there and that's causing queues to Junction 9 for Redbourne at the moment. As a result of that, it's very slow through Hemel Hempstead on the A41. It's looking very busy towards the M25 there. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And having a look at the A1M southbound, it's very heavy between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and 1 for the M25 at the South Mims Junction. In Stevenage, having a look at the A602 westbound on the speed sensors it's looking very heavy between the A1M Junction 8 for Stevenage and Paynes Park and on the A1 southbound it's looking very busy now between the St Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks there there's no reports there of any problems at the moment on the trains Samantha Breath BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Samantha 
7.47. Justin Dealey coming up soon. But before that, it's uh, the 20th of November and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People who claim they are living in fear of their landlords on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire are calling on the council to get them rehoused. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire. And an Aylesbury mum whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived says the abortion limit should be lowered. If you want to hear part of the interview with uh, one of those people living in fear on the traveller site, I'm just about to retweet it. So if you follow at Ian Lee, it's also on uh, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. A bit of mist and fog the further east you are this morning. Not so much out in uh, parts of Buckinghamshire, but we will get some if you're heading up towards Bedfordshire. So it's a bit hit and miss whether you get the fog or not. But it will lift gradually this morning if you have got it. There's a predominantly cloudy picture everywhere. Limited brightness today, but it should stay dry. Maximum temperature at 11 Celsius. Overnight tonight, staying dry, rather cloudy. Could see a bit of mist and fog develop, particularly to higher ground but the air is moving got this easterly breeze which will help keep things at lower levels a little more movable minimum temperature six celsius for tomorrow morning a cloudy start dry to start as well but then outbreaks of light rain arrive as we head through to lunchtime and then through tomorrow afternoon and evening maximum temperature 10 celsius that's your forecast Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot l- allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. What's wrong? Where's me woody? Sorry? Where's my wood? Somebody stole my wood. Could we clip that, please? Because I need to... Uh, what's, well, I, don't, I have no idea... What Listen, I've got to go out into the streets very soon, OK? Yeah, I The know. streets is where I go to get reaction for you. Somebody has stolen my woody, which enables me to broadcast from the streets. So yeah. where's my wood? I've got no idea. Your beard is looking very much like uh, the beard of... A cer- I think you'd agree with me, Catherine. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> certain Mr <laughs> Noel Edmonds. Right, that's coming off later on, then. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, it's, it's the same... Because your, your hair is the same colour as his. No, no, it's not. It's dark at the moment. A blonde? No, no, it's dark. Oh, there's more. an anonymous knock at the door. Who's that guy? you got the kind of the it's, black beard it's he's like got. It's a house party now, is it? <laughs> well, somebody's knocking at the door. <laughs> oh, who is it? Who can it's it Sammy the Shabby. <laughs> right, OK, my wood has been returned. So, do you, Now, do you want to... Do you want to... Because I feel uncomfortable you being in here. No. You feel uncomfortable. Do you want to go and set up outside and do this in the car park? What would you prefer? I'd prefer it, I think. Would you? If you went out into the car but park. I'm here now. It just feels... I mean, how long would it take you to set up? 30 seconds. I'll speak to you in the car park, mate. It just... All right, OK. This is my territory. All right. I'll, out you go. Occasionally mine. N- well, uh, yeah, I know. I, I need to speak to you about that. You leave this in a terrible mess. Yeah. S- speak to you uh, online in a second. Quick call. Yeah, go on, sure. Why not? Let's go to Sue. Morning, Sue. Morning. What would you like to say? Um, it was just about the caller that you had before you went to Justin, um, about the, um, you know, very sad, uh, talking about termination of pregnancy. This was the gentleman who, um, he alleges that he, his wife and he were both, were offered a termination at eight months because their child, um, would be deaf and, and have other, uh, abnormalities. Yes. 
And um, uh, Sue is my real name. Um, I am um, a specialist in this field. Okay. Um, actually, a specialist midwife. Um, and my specialist job is to offer support and help with screening in pregnancy. Um, so talking to women who say just unfortunately have been diagnosed with abnormalities in pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I was listening to your obstetrician earlier. I was really, really interested in what she had to say because ultimately the end of the day is the woman's choice. Um, I feel really sad for people who have to go through this situation because it's it's heartbreaking. It's something I have to deal with on a daily basis and it's not and not my children, it's their children. And it is a very difficult decision that they have to come to. In terms of offering a termination when someone is eight months pregnant for being deaf, that's completely not true at all. <laughs> Um, and, I, and I know it's very difficult to work within the NHS and um, be put across, you know, a fair point of view. Are, are there any are there any circumstances, Sue, that a family would be offered a termination at eight months? Yes. What would those circumstances be? Completely uh, an uh, an anomaly present in the baby that was not compatible with life what does i don't know what that means i don't understand this not compatible with life phrase so it means that they would not be able to survive after they were born okay and um i i understand that his children were born um, a few years ago and things have certainly changed in the last um couple of years and yes, the legal age uh, to perform a termination of pregnancy is before 24 weeks, not after 24 weeks. Um, and in very, very rare circumstances, if a baby, if if it were to be thought that a baby would be born with severe abnormalities that were not, uh, the baby would not be able to sustain its own life, then an end of pregnancy may be offered. What about this story we're talking about, this mum whose baby was born uh, at 23 weeks mm-hmm. and yeah. and s- survived and is, you know, has, has had a lot of treatment but is doing well, will hopefully be home in time for Christmas. It, does it bring into question the ethics of terminating at 24 weeks? I think from, I listened to that as well, and I think from that point of view, again, agree with the obstetrician, that you have to consider um, the life, style, uh, sorry, not the lifestyle, the well-being of the child um, as it gets older, because babies that are born at 24 weeks, there's such a high rate that they will not, they will be on oxygen for the rest of their lives, they may may have cerebral palsy, they may have lots of it's things that challenge them in life and not go on to live a life that your boys may have had, my boys may have had, um, you know, because they were born to full term, and it's certain and facts show that you know the the earlier a baby is born the more problems they're going to have like you know and absolutely that's everybody's choice and you know when a baby's born and it 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 gasps for life of course we're going to try and do absolutely everything we can sue can you say that craig craig has just called in craig what would you like to say yes okay i would like to actually disagree to some extent with what your caller is saying okay go on right my we have very close friends who have twins or who were diagnosed, uh, sorry, were, were, she was pregnant with twins. Yeah. And at 22 weeks, she was, one of the twins was diagnosed with Downs. And she was told, or should I say, diagnosed with potential Downs. Yeah. And um, the, the, the hospital then said to her, you can terminate, but you, if you terminate one, you risk losing the second. So you'll need to go closer to full term to give the, the, the other one a greater chance of survival. Um, 
by terminating at something like 34 to 36 weeks. Yeah. And that's what's happened. And the injection that your previous caller said was exactly the same offer of the solution, which is that they would terminate the, the other one in the womb by the would deliver cesarean and have to deliver both because they couldn't do one without the other. Sue, does that sound that that, that makes sense? Yeah, the the way that um, uh, after twenty four weeks, well, actually, it's a bit earlier. If a if a woman decides that the pregnancy, uh, you know, for a um, medical reason, not a social social reason, that is the way a pregnancy is ended, um, and. Um, in terms of, yes, if, if it's a multiple pregnancy, then if you do terminate one of the pregnancies, there is a risk. OK, well, so listen, we have, to, we have to move on. Craig, thank you for your call, Sue, and I know it's not your real name. I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your inside information for us. 08459 You set up yet, Just? I am. I don't know if I can follow that, actually. No, it's a couple qu- of great calls there. They're, they're qu- quite incredible stories, weren't they, really? Mm. But um, we, we, you have put together very sad news, of course. Uh, Mr Jimmy Ruffin has passed away. You've, you've yeah. put together a little uh, little tribute to him. But just explain briefly why he was so important. Well, he was an absolute legend. When you think about his work in the 1960s, what becomes of the broken-hearted, enough said, really. Um, an absolute legend. He performed various times locally, so here is um, a little package on, on Jimmy, who sadly passed away at the age of 78. Well, let's have a little listen, shall we, Mr Jimmy Ruffin? Originally intended for the Detroit Spinners, Jimmy Ruffin described this as the song that meant he would never need to get a proper job again. Other top tens here included It's Wonderful to be Loved by You, I'll Say Forever My Love, and this, perhaps the best of the lot. Locally, he performed various times at the legendary California Ballroom in Dunstable. On the Cali website, it says Jimmy appeared at the California. On so many occasions, there was a rumour going round that he lived under the stage. In the 80s, he changed record labels and he made the top ten again for the first time in six years with a song written and produced by Robin Gibb of the Bee Gees. Hold On To My Love, which peaked at number seven. He also worked with the likes of the Style Council and Heaven 17 during the decade. And lastly, a word on his family loyalty. In the 60s, he had the chance to join the Temptations. He said no, recommending his brother David instead. And later, they recorded various duets together in the Motown studios. And following David's death from an overdose in 1991, Jimmy went on to become an anti-drugs campaigner. A fantastic singer, a fantastic live performer, and a true Motown legend, Jimmy Ruffin, who has died at the age of 78. Excellent stuff, Justin. Thank you very much. Where's my Woody? Oh, sorry. Where's my wood? I don't know. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 towards London, there's two lanes closed between Junction 5 for Watford and Junction 4 for Edgware because of an accident. It's causing queues now to Junction 10 for the Luton, from the Luton Airport Spur Road. In Watford, it's heavier than usual on Stevenson Way. It's uh, queuing as a result of those problems on the M1 towards the M1 roundabout. And in, on the M1, A1M southbound, it's looking very heavy between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and 1 for the M25 on the speed sensors. In Stevenage, the A602 is looking very heavy westbound between the A1M, Junction 8 and Paynes Park. And in Hofcliffe, the A5 northbound is very slow at the moment. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Lots coming up on the show. Find out what after this. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, family living on Bedfordshire Traveller site want to be rehoused. Investigation into Whipsnade Rhino attack and RBS fined after computer failure. BBC Three Counties Radio. People who claim they're living in fear of their landlords on a Traveller site in central Bedfordshire are calling on the council to get them rehoused. They've told BBC Three Counties Radio they're being constantly threatened and abused, especially when they refuse to work for only £20 a day. Central Beds Council say they are more Monitoring the situation, one of the residents, Luke, says he's at breaking point. I just call the police if just, anything else comes. Just took too much now. I've, I've took so much, I'm on breaking point. Well, it seems like um, that I lay down at night time, I get tears in my eyes where I just want to go. And I really don't want this for no one else, to be quite honest with you. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire. The man who's in his 50s suffered serious injuries and is now recovering in hospital. Royal Bank of Scotland has been fined a total of £56 million this morning for a computer failure in 2012 that left millions of its customers shut out of their accounts for several days. The penalties have been imposed by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Bank of England's new regulatory body. Here's the BBC's business editor, Carmel. Ahmed. Sir Philip Hampton, the RBS chairman, has come out with an apology to customers. What happened was it was an overnight um, IT failure in June 2012. It's called the scheduler. Now, this is the big bit of kit that makes sure that all our payments into our bank accounts are are reconciled overnight so that when we get up in the morning we know how much money we have in our bank account. It's a pretty basic function of banking that they know how to look after our money and frankly RBS failed uh, in that basic function. Detectives have until this evening to question a teenager from Wickham arrested in a series of anti-terror raids a fortnight ago. The 19-year-old, named locally as Yusuf Said, was arrested on suspicion of planning a terrorist attack in the UK. Two other men are also being held. A fourth has been released without charge. An Aylesbury mum whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived says the abortion limit should be lowered. Doctors gave baby Dexter Hyatt just a 5% chance of survival when he was born weighing just £1.3 ounces in August. Mum Nina says the current 24-week limit should be reviewed. My boy came out breathing and fighting and is showing everyone that he wants to be here on this planet. 
you know, so if he can do that, then these other babies that these people are aborting, what's to say that they don't want to be here too? Voters are going to the polls in the Rochester and Strood by-election in Kent. It was caused by the resignation of the former Conservative MP Mark Reckless, who defected to UKIP. The result will be announced in the early hours of tomorrow morning. In sport, Stevenage travel to non-league Maidstone tonight for their FA Cup first-round replay. The winners will travel to Wrexham in round two. Tonight's televised match will take place on the Kent club's artificial pitch. The weather, mist and fog this morning, but a mostly dry, although cloudy day. A maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's small enough to be friendly but it's big enough to have quite a few things. All this week, we're exploring Chesham. I've lived here eight, nearly 83 years in the same house. Telling everyone about where you live. I have had Chesham described as a northern town down south. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, this is a bit awkward. Uh, It's Catherine, because Ian's on the phone. We've had a phone call through from the owner of the Traveller site we've been talking about this morning, and we're trying to work out whether we can get him on air to put his side of the story, which does seem to differ somewhat from what we've been hearing this morning. 08459 455 555, though, is a number to call if you want to have a word with us on any of the subjects we're discussing, including the story of these people who claim they're living in fear of their landlords on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire. They said that it was all sweet while they were working for £40 a day, 12 hours on the block paving business but as soon as they said they didn't want to work for £20 which is what the fee dropped down to their life was made a misery we'll be talking to Luke Nightingale hopefully live uh, in the next few minutes we're also talking about Christmas lists I got one yesterday from my six year old and she'd done it beautifully but she wants an iPad and a phone at six Ian thinks I'm really tight for having said no to her and saying Father Christmas doesn't provide that kind of gift for someone of that age was it the wrong thing to do? 08459 455 555. Give us a shout. You can text us on 81333. Ian's removing the headphones next door and he's legging it in here. And I'm going to keep talking until he makes it through the door. Here he goes. Thanks, Boyle. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ian Lee. Hey, hey. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Right. Morning. Sorry about that. I was taking a phone call live on there. Let me just do this. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the reason I was so busy is because I was taking a phone call. We've been telling this story about Luke, who lives on a traveller site. He's not a traveller. He told us he'd been living, and his family had been living on the traveller site in central Bedfordshire, and that the relationship had turned sour. He'd started off uh, working for the owner of the site for £40 a day. Uh, That had been cut to £20 a day, and um, Luke said that that was uh, was slave labour. He also claims that the, his family, which includes his mum, uh, I think his brother, and there is a seven-month-old baby, amongst others, uh, have been threatened. The windows have been smashed and that people have been um, uh, defecating on their doorstep. Well, yesterday we put a call in to Jim, who owns the Traveller's site. Jim has just called us back and Jim has, uh, has uh, agreed to come on the air now. Morning, Jim. Morning. Now, listen, I just have to, 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 Jim, when we were speaking just then, we were both using fruity language. We're on the radio now, so I just have to ask you just to watch your language, if that's okay. Yes. And we've not mentioned where the site is as well, so so it's probably best we don't mention where it is. Uh, Let's talk about Luke. Luke says that um, he came to your site uh, uh, earlier this year 
with the promise of work at forty pounds a day, and that work was uh, the, the the fee was cut down to twenty pounds a day. Something that Luke describes as slave labour. Y- you dispute that, do you, Jim? I do dispute it because his, his mother come first with her, with, her, with her daughter, and then Luke now come with his mother afterwards, and he asked for work, and I don't work. My son works. Uh, and he, he, he did never get twenty pounds a day for work. Never ever. How much would he have been paid? He'd be paid forty, fifty pounds a day. That's what he'd be paid. Okay. But why do you think Luke? In that case, why do you think Luke's lying? Because he wants to leave her. That's why. He's nowhere to go. Nobody wants him. Nobody in Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire. Nobody wants them. They're scum of the earth. Nobody wants him. Just the fact he took my son to pick up and slapped, broke up some people's house, whatever. A lady and a baby in the, in the house broke it up, and there may be no further action with the police about it. You're, no, sorry, you're saying that you're saying right. Luke took your your son's yeah. pickup and he, he he smashed up someone's house with it. Yes, in the village where I live, and he got no. He walked into the police station the next day and got no further action. He was drugged up, drugs and drunk. Why? And if he if he were happened. if he were drugged up and st- stole a pickup truck and smashed up a house, how come when we spoke to the police that they they never because, mentioned it? The police did come here, and the, the police come here about every day of the week about these people. These are these people. They're, rubbish. That we, we, we've been told the police are coming because of you and your your family's mm. attitude, domestics. No, they aren't. Adam. Plus the fact about the wind in the caravan, they broke all the wind in the caravan. Why so, would they do that when they've got a seven-month-old baby living with them? No, that is a totally different different caravan. He did. It's not in that caravan. Seven-month baby isn't in that caravan. Why, why would he smash no. up? Why would he smash up his own windows? Because they never stop arguing with each other. They're drunk. They don't know if they're coming or going, that's why. Uh, are they on drugs? Yes. In your opinion? What what drugs do you think they're on? Because well, cause I... Oh, well, to be honest, I, I haven't got the point. When, when we were there, if I'm completely honest, I, I, I couldn't smell any drugs, and I certainly didn't see any drug paraphernalia. No, well, I don't... There must be drugs for drinking, drug and drink for the, for the break of my son's hiccup throat. Luke also claimed that um, you, you, or, or other people, on, other people on the site, encouraged the children to um, defecate uh, outside their caravan. Well, that's a lot of bull, mate. The kids will be kids, won't they? Don't need, don't need babies. Kids will be kids. If it's a mistake, it's a mistake. So, so the kids, the kids I, do I, do I, that. I, I haven't got the foggiest idea. I don't be walking around watching the kids. Mate. Kids, kids is kids, isn't it? Well, you know I don't, I mean, yeah, kids, kids is kids, but I've got, I, I've got, I've got kids. They don't go and do do a dump outside someone's doorstep. But well, you don't, you don't, you don't run around the yard. You see, there are kids do, you know, when they're running around, they might make a mistake. I, I honestly do that not. Okay, okay. Uh, you want Luke wants to leave. You yes. want you want Luke to leave. Well, there's no excuse me. Sir. Can I say this to you from the Bournemouth area? It's not just Luke. It's his mother and her family. Not just Luke. I don't know why he's all Luke. Luke, he's going to speak to his mother. Yeah, yeah. We, we spoke to his mum. The whole okay. No, nobody ever give her a house out there. Nobody. Okay. The whole family wants to leave. It yes. sounds like Jim that you want the whole family to leave. One hundred percent. Okay. We've been told that if you give them a sixty-day notice, the council will rehouse them. But you're <laughs> refusing to give them a sixty-day notice. You keep I giving them. I am not refusing nothing at all. I'm, I, I've already given two notices. But they, they've been the twenty-eight-day notices, haven't they? Yes, right. Yeah, but I'm, they, they, I've got to give them. I've got to. I've got to list to do me a sixty-day notice now. So you're going to give them a sixty-day notice. When, when do you think they'll they'll receive that? They'll probably receive that the, uh, tomorrow or today, hopefully. Okay, okay, and that yeah. might that you're hoping then that that would move uh, things on yeah. and they'll be able to go. Mm. 
and 100 percent they're going anyway, mate. Because nobody's threatening. The names are calling people there. They're calling. They're calling people's voice. I was told about to call him. I can't mention this. They're saying you, you're, you're the, the so looks... abusive. They talk about being abusive, and uh, his mother told me yesterday that she's going to make our life hit. Oh. Uh, make our life. The thing is that they're in three caravans. I counted about fifteen, twenty other caravans. That is right, hundred percent. Because our mother is supposed to be there with her, with her and her daughter. But and would she you, took it, everybody in there. But they're at the back of they're at the back of the trailer park, away from the exit. It's it's round a corner. It's secluded. There are three caravans versus what? 20 other caravans. It, it's, it seems odd to me, Jim, that, that they would be so cocky and so rude when they're surrounded by your family and friends. Well, it, 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 it seems odd to me as well, but there's nothing I can do about it. It, it, it seems very odd. If we were threatening them, it, 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 it would be, there would be problems there, wouldn't it? Because everybody mind their own business, that's why. It's just all that's causing a problem. When we, when we spoke to the mum, I spoke to the mum, and I asked if she wanted me to come and knock on your door, and she said no, and she was scared, Jim. She was actually scared. No. Yeah, well, you're a really good actress. Excuse me, my mum is a very good actor. She's the biggest lawyer that I ever put on earth. Actually, please about her. Know all about her. Anyway, Bedfordshire, please. So, <laughs> she's a very good actor. Trust me, she is. Luke was. Um, we, we had Luke booked in to come on the phone this morning, and he's he's now not answering his phone. A- any idea because why that might be? Uh, I'm, I'm just going up in bed, man. It's eight o'clock in the morning. This, this is what I'm saying. I smoke drugs all night. If you call him about about three o'clock, he might be up. Well, we pop we pop round at eleven o'clock half, eleven o'clock in the morning the other day, and they were up, and I couldn't smell any yeah, drugs. Yeah, because you probably made an appointment, but that's why. But if you you to speak to you speak to someone on their driveway, they wouldn't speak. There's, no, there's, there's nobody violent in this place, mate. Nobody at all. We, we, there is no violence. You can contact Bedfordshire Police. They've never been here to this place. The, the, been here to we, when, when we were there, there was a chap who I don't know who it was. We spoke to maybe it was your son, but there was a chap who was um, he was quite intimidating. Why? What did he say to you, sir? Uh, well, he was—he—he he had quite a, a slightly aggressive tone and was quite intimidating. Because, and well, told us uh, not to, to come back. Well, well, if a stranger came into your place, would you would you like to know who they are? I suppose but I would, would like, like to know. Do yes. Do you think uh, everyone can just keep driving in and out and then not, not know who everybody but even is? Even though we've been there's invited, there's loads of kids in this place, mate. Loads of grandkids. We don't know who's driving in. It would be nice for you just to say who you are. Well, we were invited. It would be nice, you know? Yeah. Well, we were invited by Luke, and surely if Luke is living well, yeah, there, you should have told him the owner. Luke don't own it. You should have told the owner. If you tell ah. the owner, you invite there. You could see your hair it, and is, stuff, is, you know? is Luke not free to invite who he wants to his home then? Well, he is free, but it's not Luke's, it's private property, so the owner of the place will really know who's coming in here. What you do is we do know who's coming in here every well, time, I, I, but I, I, you just drive in and you stop on the way out and you wouldn't answer. You just said you're not Jim, just want to off. No, I did, we did answer, we did answer. Yeah, but we, told, we, told him, we told him exactly who we were. We told him we were from the BBC, the chap we spoke to. Well, you said you didn't want to speak to me, you're not me. That's what you said to, to him. No, I, well, I, Jim, Jim, I've, I've got it recorded, so I know exactly what we said. Yeah, well, anyway, you, you could have asked me, because it, it would have saved me calling you this morning and ringing well, up. I'm really glad that I was, you have I was called. Busy yesterday. I was busy yesterday. For, I was too busy yesterday to call okay. you back. So let's just quickly I go through... I didn't realise that was... 
you know, so serious, so stupid. Well, with these kind of people. I, I really, I'm re- Jim. I'm really glad that you did that you did ring back, and I'm really glad that mm. you, you decided to come on the air this morning. I think that that's because this has been thrown at you. This is very kind of you. So just very quickly, just want to recap a few points. Uh, you didn't threaten Luke the other day by saying that you'd paid people to go and beat him up, and it was out of your hands. Now, no, I, don't, I wouldn't do okay. like that. I wouldn't do nothing. I know His there. wages weren't cut to twenty pounds a day. No, they were not ever, ever. Nothing like this. I've told you, told you, bull, bull, bull. Nobody has. To- nobody has instructed the children to stand outside their house, their, their caravans, and defecate. No. And 100% no. The babies, the babies running around there, four-year-old, three and four-year-old mess. It's, it's a big area. A mistake would happen. You, you, I'm not disagreeing. It wouldn't happen, but it, it could happen. I do not know. And nobody but there, no. nobody there, stands outside the caravan, intimidating the families. No, they do not, sir. Okay. Because we are, are, are going to be honest. We have to move our, our tools, our equipment. They're putting down. They're putting the nick that equipment on us. They're putting down air of our tires of our trucks for the, for the lads to go to work in the morning. It's totally, totally a nightmare. Jim, I really appreciate you giving us call. And, and just, just finally, you, you, they should hopefully get a 60-day notice today or this week. I, I, to be honest with you, if you get, if you get an hour's notice, I would love okay. to I, I, I advise anybody, don't ever, ever, ever have anything to do tonight in jail. And okay. thank you for your call. And we're going to give him a call later on. So when we do speak to him, uh, we can safely say to him, there's nothing to be afraid of. Nobody they on that site that, wants to cause them harm. They be afraid of. Okay. They know there's nothing to be afraid of. And if you could tell him to... Stop, stop, cut, cut down the name calling me better than it. And they'll definitely get that 60... They'll definitely get that 60-day order this week. Yeah, as soon as it's this, they'll give it to me, they will have it. Jim, I, Jim I really appreciate you coming on the air this morning. Thank you. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you very much indeed. There we go. That was Jim, who we called yesterday. He called up during the news and... Um, well, he came on the air, so um, it's one of those things. I, it, it, it's one of those things. Now, now, who do you believe? I find it really odd that Luke's not answering the phone now. He answers it every time. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Your thoughts on what you've just heard? Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there are severe delays because of a serious accident between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware. Queues at the moment are to Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. And it's because of an accident that has, is now being cleared up, but there is an oil spillage that will have to be cleared before the lanes can be reopened. In Watford, Stevenson Way is queuing northbound towards the M1 roundabouts as a result of those problems on the M1. And having a look at the A1M southbound, it's queuing between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and 1 for the M25. In Stevenage, the A1 A602 westbound is very heavy between the A1M Junction 8 for Stevenage and Paynes Park and on the A1 southbound it's looking very slow at the moment between the St Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks there. In Hotcliffe on the A5 northbound it's very slow between the A505 and Leighton Road as the diversion route for the closure of Leighton Road for the roadworks that is busier than usual there between Dunstable and Milton Keynes. No reports of any delays at the moment on the trains though. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Someone's just tweeted, why are you wasting your time on gypsies? Great tweet, guys. 8.17, it is Thursday, the 20th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People who claim they are living in fear of their landlords on a travel traveller site in central Bedfordshire are calling on the council to get them rehoused. The site owner has just denied on this show, threatening them. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire and an Aylesbury mum, whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived, says the abortion limit should be lowered. If you want to give us a call on any of this, 08459... 
555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Look what the cat has dragged in. That'll be me. You then. You're right. You're looking much smarter than yesterday. Have you got shoes on? No. Oh. I don't wear shoes on broadcasting. I feel free. Do you not? No. Like Sandy Shaw. Exactly. Except I can sing. Can you? Yeah. Baby, oh, long, oh, long God. live love. Ooh, we meet every night at eight, and I don't get home till late. And I say to myself each day, join in. Baby, oh, long, long live love. Baby, oh, long, long live love. What's in your show this morning? I really enjoyed that. Thank yeah, you. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was, it was lovely. Yeah, really we we must that. do that more often. We should do. We Perhaps should every do. morning. Okay, fine. Yeah, we'll sing Long Long Live Love by Sandy Short every morning. Okay. Yeah. What's on your show? Coming up on the big phone this morning, uh, we're discussing this mum from Aylesbury, whose son was born at 23 weeks, oh, yes. who's calling for the abortion limit to be lowered. Nina Hyatt's son, Dexter, was given just a 5% chance of survival, as he was born one week before the 24-week limit. But now he's 38 weeks old, and he's showing good signs of progress. Nina's told BBC Three Counties Radio that she's concerned people don't realise that by 23 weeks, babies are fully formed with arms, legs and a tiny face. And she thinks people should only abort children if medics argue the baby wouldn't benefit from living. Well, this morning from nine on the big phone-in, I'd like your views on this. Do you think abortion is only acceptable if the baby is very ill? Is that the only reason why abortion is ever acceptable in your mind? From nine this morning, I'd love your call. 08459 455 555. Thank you very much. Every weekday from three. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story? Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their properties. Has Kevin Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits. Weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, interesting tweet from uh, James Powell. Why are you wasting time on gypsies? Um, I don't understand. I don't understand that. What do you mean? Replace gypsies with any other race. Is that okay? Why are you wasting your time on the Chinese? Why are you wasting your time on Pakistanis? Why are you wasting your time on black people? I don't. I don't know. And also, Luke. Luke is not a traveller. Luke is. So it's there's kind of lots of different facets involved in this. Luke is a lad who has told us that he's you know he's fallen on hard times. So shouldn't we have allowed Jim to have the right of reply? Totally. And I'm really I'm really glad that Jim phoned up because we called him yesterday after the show. Left a message. I'll be honest. I didn't expect him to call up. Just as we were going to the news, Catherine uh, whispered in my ear, Jim has called, uh, there's a message that Jim has called, do you want to talk to him now? I didn't really, because I was doing the radio show. And it's a bit tricky to kind of... But um, thank you for persuading me, Kelly and Catherine, I should. And I had a nice chat with him off air. Uh, It was a little bit sparkier and a bit spunkier than the on-air chat, if I'm completely honest. We were both using fruity language. Um, And I kind of said, do you want to come on the show? No, I don't. Do you want to come on the show? No, I don't. I said, look, I I think, you know, otherwise we're just going to get Luke's story. OK, I'll come on. And fair play to Jim, he came on. And it's one of those things where, hey, you decide. All I know is... 
I went to college in the 90s. I certainly could not smell uh, any drugs in there. Hey, maybe they had excellent air fresheners. Maybe they smoked drugs in another caravan. Maybe it wasn't, you know, smokables that uh, Jim was talking about. I saw no evidence of drug use. And uh, what I saw was uh, a a 23-year-old lad who's scared and his mum who was scared. Do you know another thing I noticed? They didn't insult their landlord at all. You know, other than making the allegations. There were no insults thrown around. They didn't refer to them as scum. That's really true, isn't it? That's 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 an excellent point. Um, but Jim called up and he came on the air. Well, I I, I believe that. Um, and now uh, we can't get hold of Luke. No, we can't get hold of Luke. We'll keep trying. Um, but I believe if that if they get that sixty day notice, that's what they're after. Exactly. If Luke is such a nightmare, if it's all true and Luke yeah. is a nightmare. Okay, well, he knows what, what he needs to do to get him yeah, off. And it sounds like that that's what he's doing. We'll follow this side too. Let's, we'll speak to Luke today, just to make sure he's okay. Where are we now? Thursday. Uh, we'll speak to them next week. They should have the 60-day notice. Let's give them until Wednesday of next week. Uh, and we'll speak to them and they should have the 60-day notice then. And then things can move on. But but the councillor aware of it, the, the local MP, or is it the councillor? Uh, the leader of the council now. The leader of the council is aware of it now, so um, hopefully uh, we can move on with that. 08459 555555. I'm disappointed in the listeners this morning, because not many of them speak a sense. You touch on my car, I smash your face, as the Italians <laughs> would say. Catherine Boyle had a, um, uh, I thought, a very mature Note from her six-year-old daughter showing an air of sophistication that Boyle herself lacks. What did the note say? The note said, Dear Father Christmas... She worked on it for ages and she'd done colouring in and everything. Beautiful. Dear Father Christmas, um, I would like an iPad and a phone for Christmas. Great. I still believe in you and your lovely helpers, the elves. Lots... And look forward to Christmas. Lots of love from... My daughter, age six, little picture of Father Christmas, some arrows pointing to his boots and beard, just in case he was wondering what they were. And I looked at it and I said, you know what, that's beautiful, darling, and he'll love that letter. But let me just tell you something about hey, Father Christmas. And here we go. Here comes, here comes the Grinch. I think you might be a bit too young for an iPad and a phone. And actually, I thought we'd said that you're going to have lots of lovely surprises and just wait and see. What do you need an iPad and a phone for? Who are you going to phone? Ghostbusters. No, I didn't say who you're going to call. And she doesn't get that reference. She's six. The Goonies. She said, I just want to play games on it. I said, well, yeah. look, you've got access to my iPad. Yeah. You can play f- whatever you like, but you don't need your own. They're really expensive. And if you have a mobile phone, do you know that comes with a mobile phone bill? How are you going to pay that? Mate, you, 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 your argument, well, I could shoot down your argument. First of all, you could put her on pay as you go. You pay tenner a month. Is She's your, six. Is There's your, me shooting down your argument. She does not need a phone. Is your daughter not worth £10 a month? Also, you don't need to get yes. her a phone. She's worth £10 a month. Here we go. It goes into her bank account. The phone... Forget the phone, then. Buy her a tablet. She can surf the net. It can be... It can Why be does she need her own tablet? Mine's freely available. Independence. She wants her independence, to quote um, a 90s hit by Lulu. If she wants her independence, she can get a job, she can pay for it herself. No, she can't make... She's six, and that's a ridiculous comeback. Look, I don't think, she, I don't think six-year-olds need iPads or phones. 08459 455 555. Six, to me, seems a perfectly sensible age. It's a different world, mate. I had a Dragon 32 when I was six. What's that? It's a really old computer... Right? It's a really old computer. I still had one. I played a game on it called Alcatraz, where I pretended I was a criminal trying to escape from Alcatraz, the prison. Right? Yep. How did that go? I never got out. It gave used to give me a migraine, that game. It was insane. So it hurt you? 
that computer hurt you. Yeah, it did. But it also taught me um, about sharing, taught me about playing, taught me strategic warfare when and I played strategic warfare. it taught you the crime command. doesn't pay and you'll never escape from Alcatraz. 08459 I've got text Who's Sanch? My mate, who, by the way, is a social worker. We're not, well, hang on a second. So this is she biased. She knows about kids. So it's a lefty social worker, and it's your mate doing your private texts. All right. I agree with you, and I don't mind you saying it on the radio. Oh, Sanch. People there's like you n- make me sick. There's no need for kids to have iPads or phones at a young age. I didn't have a TV in my room till I was 15. And, and I turned out all right. S- and, I, and my daughter will be the same. I'm not talking... TVs in rooms are completely different. That's a professional opinion. Yeah, it's a social worker. Yeah, they know stuff. Exactly. So what's your beef? My beef is, that's your mate. Don't count for nothing. Oh, okay. eight four five nine. Tony Fisher's also with me on this oh, one. Oh, Tony Fisher's a plumber. I don't mind saying it, but don't tell him I said that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm right on this, aren't I? Catherine is. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to use the B and the M. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to say it. You ready? Oh. Here it comes. Okay. Bad mum. No. Yeah. You know I might be. Yeah. Do you know what? what? I might be a bad friend, but I'm not a bad mum. Unless you're referring to being a bad mother in a shaft kind of way, and in that way, I certainly am. I have no idea what that means. I think that was uh, street language. Oh eight four five nine, four double five five double five. The seventies film references to one one side. Um, Catherine really is um, being a little bit like the Godfather here and uh, indulging in a French connection. Uh, she's being a bad mum here, isn't she? Obviously so. Six is a perfect age for a youngster to get a top, not a top of the range one. That's insane. You know, maybe like the, the first generation iPad or something. 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 towards London has severe delays because of an accident between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware. Those queues at the moment are from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. It's causing it to be very busy around Hemel Hempstead this morning. The A41 southbound's queuing between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and the M25. Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also the A414 is looking very heavy eastbound between Hemel Hempstead and Park, the Park Street roundabouts. In Leighton Buzzard on Leston Road it's looking very busy at the moment on the speed sensors around the Hockcliffe roundabout and in Stevenage, the A602 westbound is looking very heavy between the A1M Junction 8 and Paynes Park. On the A1 southbound, it's looking very slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks, although there's no poor problems at the moment reported on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. People who claim they're living in fear of their landlords on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire are calling on the council to get them rehoused. Speaking on this programme, the site owner has denied threatening them. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was injured by a rhino at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire and an Aylesbury mum whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived says the abortion limit should be lowered. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Stevenage travel to non-league Maidstone tonight for their FA Cup first round replay. The winners will travel to Wrexham in round two. Tonight's televised match will take place on the Kent Club's artificial pitch. Stevenage get a fee for the live coverage, which has delayed the fixture, but manager Graham Westley has criticised the decision to still go ahead with the league trip to Northampton on Saturday. It's not right, in my opinion, that we get 36 hours to recover and prepare for the Northampton game. Um, people can say to me what they want about the Northampton have already sold tickets and hospitality and so on. Uh, you know, we've got players who um, are going to play Thursday night, potentially play 120 minutes on Thursday night. Um, I think it's wrong that we're forced to go again so quickly. Um, I really do. It means we're going to have to make wholesale changes. Um, but fortunately, the squad is in good shape at the moment. And there's online commentary of tonight's game via the BBC Sport website. Watford midfielder Lewis McGugan has joined fellow Championship side Sheffield Wednesday on a short-term loan. McGugan has started just six games for the Hornets this season. Former Watford manager Malky Mackay says he's learned from his mistakes after being appointed the new manager at fellow Championship side Wigan. The two clubs meet at Vicarage Road next month. The Scot was dismissed by Cardiff last December and is being investigated by the FA for sending alleged sexist, racist and homosexual homophobic text messages. The Formula One teams are gathering in Abu Dhabi for this weekend's final and deciding Grand Prix of the season. 17 points separate Harvardshire driver Lewis Hamilton from Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg and with double points on offer, either can still win the title, but Mercedes boss Toto Wolff doesn't like the scenario. My personal view is that we have we have had a big backlash from the fans and, and many vocal personalities, as you say, who, who don't like the system. Personally, you, you know, I have been a racing driver myself. I wouldn't, if I put my myself in the situation I wouldn't want to have double points and probably the decisions which we've all taken together wasn't the right one and we need to change it for the future BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at nine If you hear a whisper give us a shout Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio Oh yeah yeah we'll follow the story with Luke and um, see what happens we'll give him a call later on today to make sure he's okay and um um, yeah, I'm glad that Jim spoke to us. If you missed it, I've, I've tweeted uh, the first part of the interview with Luke, where he talks about working um, like a slave and being paid 20 quid, quid a day. Have a listen to it. He sounds convincing to me. Uh, that family are good actors, if, if that's the case. Do have a listen. I've tweeted it at Ian Lee. It's also on facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR, if you want to go and uh, check it out, man. What else are we talking about, Boyle? Uh, me being a BM, apparently. Yep. BM, a bad mama. Won't give your little six-year-old a tablet to Anyway, it's with. not my decision. It's Father Christmas's, yeah, but I just okay. know his mind. Um, I think she's too young. I don't think she needs a mobile phone. I don't think she needs an iPad. If she wants to play games, which is all she said she wanted it for, there are plenty of other conduits for such activity. And I will control them. Any texts on this, mate? Loads of texts on this. You don't just pick the ones that agree no, with you. No, seriously, you haven't had anyone agree with you apart from Carpet Martin. Well, oh, oh, read Carpet Martin's that's point on the Twitter. Then. He says, that poor child, what's for Christmas din-dins, Kate? Gruel? Why not wrap some coal up for her to open on Christmas Day morning? Then he tweets again, come on, give the kids the tech they deserve. It's the 21st century grandma. I had a do you know what? If she misbehaved, I would give her coal. All it is, right? But as it is, do you know what, what I do say? Yep. This is the new rule for Father Christmas and uh, parents out there might like to use this one. For every naughty thing you do, he takes a present out. Oh, you are harsh. Uh, why, Prove it's wrong. When I was a kid, I had Astro Wars and I had Mini Munchman. These were... Sorry? Was that um, Cheap Pac-Man? Yeah, it was Cheap Pac-Man. These <laughs> were the equivalent of Kindles and iPads. Oh, yeah, they were tablets. great. Yeah. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Uh, uh, my my yeah. friend had that. I used to borrow it. Yeah, I had them. So... They're just the same thing. No, no. an yes. iPad is different. 
Yes, and ga- it's like a different. game. It's a game and watch. That's all it is. She's a game got, and watch. She's got a little one of those Nintendo things. That'll do. That'll do her. She shares it with her sister as well. For the have, Imagine that. They haven't even got one each, so they have to negotiate who's going to play what, and some, they have to help each let's, other. Let's have less of the attitude and more of the taxes. Come on. OK. You want taxes? Yeah. You're going to get taxes. You You're also going to get pwned. Oh, OK, go on. Oh, how rude. What? When is Mo... Hang on, let's just see who this is, because I do have you... Read oh. it. When is Motormouth Boyle going to stop waffling on about her daughter's Christmas present? <laughs> boring, 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 says someone who's so brave they didn't put their name on it. <laughs> well done, well done, Texter. Good texting, Texter. Well Alan St Albans, I totally agree with Catherine. Children yeah. of six do not need an iPhone. Let them have their childhood. There's too much peer pressure these days. It's always what their friends have and want. As a rainbow leader, so Alan St oh, Albans, again, a qualified professional. A rainbow leader, a qualified volunteer. We do general things with girls making things and having fun. Same as me, that's right. You can still do that with these... Why you could look up something to make on the on the, the tablet and then go and make it. I so can do that. I can do that with the existing tablet carry in the on. house. Next. Your damaged goods, says uh, uh, Craig of St. Neitz. Having a Dragon 32, I understand why you're whinging about iPads for tots. I wouldn't give my two-and-a-half-year-old a tablet or iPad Good. as they have no idea the value too, of the goods and it will young. make them less socially aware. Too young at two-and-a-half. Good decision. Well done. My kid loves books, but it's interactive with mum and dad when he's playing on my iPad. He's in his own little world, which is fine right. when controlled. I agree. Enough, enough of this. Let's go to the phone. No, Let's hang get... on. Hang on. There's a bit more. Steve, I'm with Catherine. Someone else. I'm with Catherine. OK, let's go to the phones, because this uh, is silly. Chanel, not... Shush. Chanel's in Luton. Good morning, Chanel. Good morning. Are you going to be the voice of reason? I am agreeing with Catherine. Oh, flipping <laughs> there. <laughs> because it's is... six years old. Number one, a phone. What does she need a phone for? Is she travelling on the road on her own? She's ask not me, travelling ask me who she's going to call, Chanel. She can call her mum from downstairs, upstairs, down the passage, wherever. Sorry? She doesn't need a All phone. Right. Okay, <laughs> then I, I, I will stop you to, stop, stop talking about passages. I agree then, the phone is, uh-huh. unne- the phone is unnecessary, but a tablet... Okay. You right. can't argue against a tablet, Chanel. I can, yes I can, because for me, it brings a sense of isolation. These oh, children are so engrossed in technology. I have a 13-year-old, and if she wants to use a tablet... She uses mine. Here's, here's the thing, Chanel. You thing. Go, Chanel. You got it right. Here's the thing. Shush, 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 Chanel. Of the cost of these Chanel. things, Chanel. I have so many friends who have repeatedly replaced phones and tablets, and they must be rich. Chanel. Chanel. Crazy. Is this, a, is this on? Wait a minute. You, you, you've, you've learned no manners, have you, Chanel? <laughs> Flip it. You won't button it. You won't button it. Exactly. You, you brought me back to my point. You talk about isolation. There's nothing more isolating than sitting down and reading a book. We can read it together. Tablets are better than books. No. Oh, you're taking a mic now. That is nonsense, because what happens that when a kid's read nonsense. a good book? They talk to you about yeah, it. Yeah, what happens when they read and a book? You right, Chanel, Chanel, right, you're gone. She won't, she won't, I don't like She's Chanel. right, you don't like it. No, I don't like it when people are rude. And she was you don't rude. like it up, yeah. <laughs> you can read books on tablets... You can watch films on tablets. You can watch educational videos on tablets. You can listen to music on tablets. You can do. You can travel the world on a tablet. Can't do that with a book. You sit there with a book. What are you doing? What are you talking about you can travel the world with a book? What are you doing? I'm reading. What are you reading? Go away. All right, then fine. I'm just asking. You're so selfish reading that book. Sat there. Why don't you come and talk to us? Because I'm reading. That never happens. Yes, it does. Dave's in Luton. Dave, you'll agree with me, won't you? No, I won't. Oh. Well done, Catherine. Thank 100% you, Dave. Su- 100% support. Shouldn't have a, a mobile, all those iPads, whatever they're called. I quote, totally agree with you, Kath. 
and I'm going to cast you a dame. Dame Catherine. I'll cast you as uh, Baroness Dave Luton. The thing is, you know that Dave counts as a negative. He's a, he's a minus, so he's undone all of the good that Chanel had done in her phone call because he's a plum. I don't respect your rules. I don't respect Dave. Don't you? Of course not. Why not? Because we'd listen to you. You're a blithering idiot. Yeah, well, so you, really? No, I'm an intelligent man. No, you were. Oh, dear, dear. Who told you that? Uh, my degree, my 2-1 degree told me that. Oh, oh really? Oh! Oh! Hang on, hang got... on, Dave. Before you get impressed, what was the uh, degree in? That's not important. Uh, hang on, I yeah. think it is. It's not important. Yeah, impo- what was the degree? Cleaning the toilets out. All right, then. It was performing arts. But oh, you, yeah. tell, you tell me about Arto and the Theatre of the Absurd. Go on, I dare you. You tell me about the Worcester Group. You tell me about Restoration Comedy in Shakespeare. No, I can't either because I wasn't paying attention. But still. Thank you, Dave. You are such a plum. Uh, here comes, at last, the voice of reason, Luanne in Flitwick. Good morning, Luanne. I'm sorry, Ian, but I'm going to have to agree with Catherine as well. All right, sorry, I apologise. Let me reintroduce this. Oh, here we go. Here comes a biased opinion because she wants us all to buy a rubbish, old-fashioned wooden toys that she sells in her toy shop. This is like um, this is like someone saying, right? This is like someone saying that cigarettes don't do you harm, and then you dig a little bit deeper, and they're from the cigarette manufacturing fan club of. Boyfriends. That's what it's like. Okay, let's just say something here. Right. Technology is one thing. Giving child an iPad. Giving child iPad. Come on, use use the proper words. (laughs) Tech speak Luanne with her wooden toys in her toy shop. (laughs) (laughs) That I was in the other day. Your shop, right, having seen it, I'm going to write to um, the council because that is a fire hazard. It's all wood in there. It's just wait. If someone were to accidentally post a lit match through your letterbox, that would go up like that, Luanne. Can I speak now? Yeah, go on. Technology is one thing, but giving child and giving a child Thank you. an iPad that you're putting me off now. I'm not putting you off. Your bra- your lack of brain power is putting you off because you've not used enough technology. Okay, you got too e- many wooden toy. Let's just accept the fact you are being completely overrate, o- overdone this today. You can't even speak, Luang. You're a blithering idiot. Stop bullying her. Oh, she just make me laugh so much. I'm not even going to argue with you because I you. agree with Catherine. <laughs> Right, excellent argument, Luanne, from her toy shop in Amphill. Luanne isn't just a toy shop owner, she's an imagineer. She's not, she's a, she's not a wordsmith, is she? She was missing out every fourth word. To I, be honest, you were a little off-putting. Just no, a bit, just she, a bit. Just she a came on. Ooh, I've got wooden toys. When we were around to her shop the other day... You were she, saying it was great. She's pointing out recycled toys. No, they were made out of recycled plastic. Oh, that is disgusting. Kids are going to get diseases from that. They're going to get diseases from that, Luanne. Yeah, but you can stick them in the dishwasher. Oh, for flipping heck. You, you can't, can't argue with that. You, you can argue. Why would you want to stick a toy in the dishwasher? You can't stick an iPad in the dishwasher, can you? Stick you, you in the dishwasher, <laughs> in it. You, can, you wipe these toys down with a, a, a soft cloth. Oh, uh, yeah. Stick this in the dishwasher, Luanne. Oh, rude. That's there we go, rude. indeed. Steve's on the line. Morning, Steve. Good morning, You probably want to agree with these idiots, do you? No, I'm agreeing with you, my friend. Oh, hey, go on, Steve. Um... If you ask me, the only reason um, books are still around is because that was all, all kids had at the time. Yep. It, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if they were campaigning to bring back chalkboards. Oh, yeah. We've it's got ridiculous. one. Oh, yeah. We've got a chalkboard. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, there you go. Look, yeah, you see. 
Technology. Why hold the kids back? Technology is the future, right, Steve? If they want to compete against China when they're old enough, uh, if, they, if we're, we're not the slaves to China, then they need to know how to use basic technology. And if they don't have access to that technology when they want, well, then they're going to be... Basically, Catherine is uh, holding her daughters back and saying to them, you can't be any better than the fella with the thick glasses who collects the trolleys in the supermarket car park. That's what yeah, you're saying I, to your I, daughters. I, I fully Steve. agree. They, they, they... Her daughters are going to go to school and they're going to be outcasts. They're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. They're going to look at the the, 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 the magic whiteboards. What is this sorcery? What is going on? They've never seen anything like it in their lives. Steve, Tell you really what, Steve, your kids, my kids, Ian's kids, 18 years' time. We'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see who's what. Is that, you, you're trying to arrange a fight, a future fight from yeah. young teenagers. A brain fight. Well, to, the thing is, your kids would fight because they'll be more feral. Oh, actually, let me just think. I don't want my daughters anywhere near your son at that time. <laughs> that could be messy. I'm really. That really could be. Um, everyone would be thoroughly. thoroughly Gosh, upset. that would be awful. That'd be like yeah. crossing the streams, wouldn't hey, it? Hey, hey, hey! Let's go to uh, Stuart. Stuart's on the line. Morning, Stuart. Morning, guys. What, what would you like to say? You're agreeing with sense or nonsense? I'm with you, Ian, all the way, all the way. Bring it I'm, on, fella. Well, iPads are used not only in education. My kid is six. Uh, she uses them at school, but. You've got to think about the industry, right? Uh, medical students use them, medical professions, engineers. Doctors. Uh, yeah. These guys, we use them up at the top of these wind farms. And you don't get corporations saying, well, actually, I don't want you to use that iPad. I want you to use an old book. Are they sending <laughs> six-year-olds at wind farms? Are they sending <laughs> six-year-olds into surgery? No, they're not. But Catherine, is what I'm saying. Your daughter will be using uh, and, and executing iPads in the next couple of years at school. Get her ahead of the hey, game. Hey, hey, hey. I'm going to take the wind out of your sails. She already does. She uses mine. She doesn't need her own. And then at home, you could download an educational app. You draw oh, these pictures done it, yeah. together, and you share, you share together. You yeah. can't do that the book. You Catherine, can't draw the book. Uh, you'll Catherine, share the rock. Catherine, let's just, sorry, I, I, let's Stuart speak, mate. I've you, got you've an made iPad. Your... I've already do no, that. It's mine. No, Catherine, she borrows it. Catherine, can we be fair? You've had, you've made your point. Let Stuart stop speaking over Stuart. I'm sorry, Stuart. <laughs> so you're saying you're right that when her kids go and work on a wind farm, they won't be told to go and get an old book. They'll be told to use their tablets. My point is yes. My point is that the tablet has made the world a smaller. เพลย์ซิสโอเพิกเนสเอ่อเพลย์แอฟริกาอีซิงคาเบสเดอะเดอะอาร์ฮิวจลีเบเนฟิตเดอะเดอะอาร์ฮิวจลีเบเนฟิ
you can, but there's easy well, ways for them. There's easy ways for them, and the kids. Well, then you're teaching, you're teaching, you're teaching six-year-old children how to, um, you know, how to think, how to imagine, how to create, how to, to beat systems. Yeah, which will be the future when we're at war with China after they've taken over the world and enslaved us. That's what we'll need. Ian, I'm agreeing with you as far as... Thank- we'll leave it there then, Andy. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's agreeing with me. Yeah, but, but there was a big butt. No, oh, don't be rude about Andy's big butt, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there's severe delays because of an accident between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware. Those queues at the moment are to Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road, but we're now hearing that the vehicles have been recovered and the oil spillage there has now been cleared, so we might see that start to clear very soon. But at the moment, it's still very busy on the M1 northbound, very slow between Junction 4 for Edgware and 5 for Watford. And also around Hemel Hempstead, the A41 southbound is queuing between Two Waters Road and the M25, possibly because of people diverting to avoid those problems on the M1. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. And on the A1M southbound, it's queuing between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and 1 for the M25. In High Wycombe, having a look at the A40 London Road on the speed sensors, it's looking very heavy in both directions. Also in Marlow, the A404 northbound looking very slow between the Marlow Junction and the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Here's an interesting statistic. You know that uh, Dermot O'Leary wrote a book. Catherine, you know he wrote a book? Sorry? You know Dermot O'Leary's got a book out. Has he? I missed that one. It's not selling brilliantly. Mm. 300 copies in the first week. Ouch. Ouch. 8.47, and on that bombshell, these are your headlines. People who claim they are living in fear of their landlords on a traveller site in central Bedfordshire are calling on the council to get them rehoused. The site owner has denied threatening them. An investigation is continuing after a zookeeper was injured by a rhinoceros at Whipsnade Zoo in Bedfordshire. And an Aylesbury mum, whose baby was born prematurely at 23 weeks and survived, says the abortion limit should be lowered. Coming up, more of your gadget calls, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Still a bit hazy or misty out there for some, particularly the further east you go. Parts of Buckinghamshire seem to be faring not bad at all, actually. We've just got some low cloud, and that's how it's going to stay for much of today. It is a predominantly cloudy peach. We may get one or two brighter spells or glimmers of hazy sunshine, perhaps, but the maximum temperature getting up to 11 Celsius. Staying cloudy overnight, but dry. Most places should be free of mist and fog. However, having said that, it is still possible, particularly towards higher ground. Minimum temperature 6 Celsius. For tomorrow, morning starting cloudy then some outbreaks of rain arriving from lunchtime onwards from the south and the west now the maximum temperature getting up to around 10 celsius so a cooler day for tomorrow that's your forecast BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Quite a quaint, pretty little town, really. I think it's a little hidden away jewel in the Chilterns, to be honest. All this week, we're celebrating Chesham. I've lived here eight, nearly 83 years in the same house. Everybody that lives here absolutely loves the place. And full of characters. Telling everyone about where you live. It's small enough to be friendly, but it's big enough to have quite a few things. Quite an interesting place, really. I quite enjoy living here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. We all love Chesham Patak and I really miss that guy. 08459 455 555. <sighs> Let's go to Dizzy. Morning, Dizzy. 
I'm really good, Dizzy. How are you doing, Dizzy? Oh, man, I'm, I'm ridiculous. I'm ridiculous. I'm sensing know? that. I'm, I'm sensing <laughs> ridiculousity from you. Oh, man, I've got so much ridiculousity. Haven't you just? I've got velocity, I've got everything, man. Have you got um, hypotheses? Oh, man, I've got so many hypotheses. I'm like uh, one of them people that works in the science lab. Have you got ferocity? Hey, good lads. <laughs> Any animosity, Dizzy? Um, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Okay. What have you got for us? Well, basically, yeah, like, I'm just talking about the iPads, yeah? Like, I've got, like, lots of kids, right? And I want to give them all uh, iPads because I'm worried about, you know, like, when you watch them films, you know, like, um, uh, Terminator, uh, things like that, yeah? Terminator 1? Oh, man, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, uh, not Terminator 3, that was I wouldn't bother before. with that, that was a rubbish film, wasn't it? No, yeah. no, 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 it was well, all rubbish, aren't they, really? But, um, but the thing is, right, yeah, and AI, you know, all that kind of stuff, yeah? When that happens, you know, we want to prepare our kids, you know? They need to know how to use, like, these things to wire a car up to a, to a I don't know, something... <laughs> The thing is, if we don't, if we, and Zizi, you're making a really good point actually, because if we don't teach them how to, yeah, if we don't teach them, I can save it. If we don't teach them how to use this technology, then the world is going to end up like Wally. Uh, what? Where's Wally? No, Wally. What Wally? What? Well, yeah, but it's pronounced Wally. <laughs> Why would you call a film Wall-E? That's not like... That doesn't sound like a name. You pronounce well, it thought, Wally. No, 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 because I thought, like, the whole premise of the film was... It was about naming walls. But that's not about, about naming walls. It's about... He's, the, word is, the word is Wally. And it okay. just made it look like robot writing. <laughs> oh, right. Did you not get... Did you not understand what Wally was about? <laughs> no, not really. Dizzy, uh, then you've, you've totally rendered all of your points useless. Oh, man. Well, you know, that's life. Speak to you tomorrow? Yeah, why not? Yeah, OK, lovely. Excellent stuff, indeed. Yeah, Wally, there's the answer. That's what happens when every kid gets an yeah, iPad. He, make, no, he does make a good point, though. We, Which one? The one about um, rigging the car battery up to things. He didn't even know. He didn't even know what he was ki- rigging it up to. I wonder how many kids he's got. Loads. Laura's in Bedford. Good morning to you, Laura. Good morning. Do you agree with Dizzy? <laughs> oh, um, what, what's the name of the supermarket that took over the whole world in it? Oh gosh, oh, what's it called? I can't remember Globotech. It was, um, it was. Uh, I can't remember. It's a good film. Tesco's? No, no. What no, was it? not oh. the world. No, it's a good film. <laughs> w- Wally, isn't it? Oh, I loved it, and I think it's so clever. I tell you what, I, I, got... I, I tell you what, I saw <laughs> the other day. I tell you what, I saw the other day for the first time. I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't. So we just signed up to one of these um, like streaming services where you get loads of films, right? And there's loads of kids' films on there I hadn't seen, and some of them are rubbish. You've got to tread carefully. But mm. we watched Tangled the other day. Ah, have you okay, seen, I've not that? seen that? No, because I've got boys. Oh well, I've, I've got boys. I, they love it. Them, I dragged them along to see Frozen, yeah. and I was the only one that came out singing. Oh my! <laughs> how old are your boys? Eight oh. and seven. Oh, okay, maybe just because mine are yeah. four and two. They love yeah, Frozen. They loved there, it. Yeah, they're still in the middle of it. Yeah, see, mine are on tail, and they walked out thinking, "Oh my gosh!" And I was the one going <gasps> floating out. Let them. it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Can't me, turn really. it back anymore. <laughs> let it go, let it go, can't do it, do, do, and you got oh, do oh, 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 <laughs> I don't remember that.
remember the rest of it. And you got and you got to do the, the arm, isn't it? The, yeah. Pull, pull, the pulling down movement. You pull the arm oh, down. You've got to do it. Uh. <laughs> that's known as an air grab. Do you want to build a the snowman? Air grab, that's it. Do do <laughs> oh, He's a bit of a fixer-upper. <laughs> do, 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 do. You don't know any of the words, I do you? I don't know any of the words. But I still <laughs> love... I still love... Go on, give me a song from, from there. Oh, I love Love is an Open Door. Love is an Open Door! That Sorry, wasn't bad, was it? That wasn't bad. That was good. That was good, wasn't it, Laura? Yeah, I'm like an American good. singer. Cool, anyway, you're good. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> oh, dear. Things are different. Anyway, what you got for us? I was going to talk about the iPads. Yes. Right? I, I agree with you in the fact that you've got to embrace technology. Yeah. You have to. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, as I say, I've got two boys, so we've, we've already got three tablets in the house, and we're soon to be having another one in a few weeks' time. Another tablet and or another baby? Another tablet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, isn't it? <laughs> That's all. Well done. You're quick. <laughs> no, well, no, I genuinely didn't know. <laughs> I, I couldn't quite tell from what you were saying. Okay. A, uh, any more kids on the horizon? No, no, no. no. Two boys. Is enough. Aren't, they, aren't they hard work? <laughs> Flipping they out. They are, yeah. I were, think we might have had girls. We might have had a few more. <laughs> were your boys, when they were young, were they obsessed with their winkles? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, there's so many baths I've had to stop. Because the listen, hey, listen, let's all explore each other's bodies. But so many bars. I I, I met um, someone the other day. I met someone yesterday. Or I had a meeting. Right. Mm. And we were talking about kids. It's one of the great things when you got kids. If you meet someone else who's got kids, you've always got something to talk about. You've got you've got an in. And we were talking about kids, and she was telling me how she um 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 had to stop a bath. She was her two boys were having a bath. Right. Yeah. They're about four and two. I, yeah. can't even, I, I, I can allude to this. You're going to have to fill in a lot of blanks, OK? And she turned around to get something, and she turned back, and um, the boys... One of the boys was... Um, Careful. Um, I, I don't know how to say that. Uh, no, don't say I can't, that. I've, I've just mimed it to, to Catherine. I can't say this. That's not helpful on radio. No, they were, um, <laughs> they, they, they were touching each other's... They, they, they were touching okay, each other. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, just say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> my um, my mother-in-law yes. used to say to them when they were that age, <laughs> and I never took up this one because I didn't think it was appropriate, she used to say, don't do that, it'll bite you. Oh, no! And I, just thought, oh. And I thought, no, so this, that's was not this good. To, was this to your boys? <laughs> yes. Right. Well, in, about 30 years, in about 30 <laughs> years' time, when they're on their third marriage and they're in therapy, just go <laughs> and phone up the therapist and say, I think you should know that they used to be told it would bite them. That will, <laughs> that will, that will t- save years of time in speaking to a psychologist. <laughs> I, I thought, I'm not going to take up that phrase. You I have to be... Not, that's not one for me. No, you have to be so careful, because you can't shame them. You can't... You have to go, hey, guys, OK, now there's nothing wrong with you uh, doing that to your brother, but it's probably... <laughs> bath's over. Out of the bath, guys. Come on, out of the bath. <laughs> yeah, brush over it. Anyway. No, not, no anyway. You, no, no, don't brush over it. That's the worst <laughs> you can do. Right. You've got, for goodness sakes. Please, we, we got so close to the end of the show without getting taken off air. iPads, kids. iPads. Catherine's right, a bad mum. Well, I, I agree with you in the fact that you have to embrace technology, but they do create new problems. Uh, we've got a new, we've got an iPad Speak, which is what? basically like where's the iPad. That's like that's where's uh-huh. the iPad. Which oh. they, sort of, they say it as one word, where's the iPad, and it's like very aggressive. Yeah. And like, everybody walks around like with a face like thunder, where's the iPad? Where's the iPad? Permanently lost. And then also germs. See, some people have a habit of taking them into the toilet to read. Yeah, what's your, what's your beef? Oh, I watch. Disgust- I, if, I, if I'm not, it's disgusting. If it's I'm like not feeling well, I'll watch a film. <laughs> <laughs>
And also, you know like, what we call to... that, by the way, what? in our house? What? An iPoo. Call... An iPoo. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a word for it. <laughs> Didn't know that. That's, That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually got a term for it. Oh, the thing is, right, this is all. It, it, I've, I've been known to get through a box set as well. But it's um, this is all. This is all. You know, this is the future. It's better than taking a, d- a book the in there. I don't, I know, but it's, and people sneeze on them, and then like you pass them on to somebody else, and you yeah. think, oh, they're, they're just germ breeders. And also, yesterday, I spent the whole morning looking for one, and it was oh, I just well, well, they're an expensive. They're an expensive piece of kit. And um, in the end, I found it in a file that my husband obviously left it like in a load of notes. And it was yeah. box in a, a file. And he put up, he put back up on the shelf. And I literally pulled the file out. And the whole thing well, was falling onto the floor. Laura, listen, we, we have to let you go because it's the end of the show. But that's, that's your husband's fault. This is why your kids will learn not to hide things in files. Catherine, anything you want to... Uh... Yeah, I'm not saying she can't use an iPhone, uh, an iPad. She's just using mine. She's not having her own. I've uh, I've got an Xbox One, and I've not yet told the boys. I've not yet shown this to the boys. You can talk to it and tell it to do things. You can oh. say Xbox on, volume up, and I've yeah, you can do all that. And I I don't want the because the boy I have to hide the controls from the boys if they know that they can speak to something and it will do its bidding and it's not just their mum, uh, then there will be a whole <gasps> oh. what. That's a true story. I was expecting to get a, a sympathetic, oh, yeah, I know. Not a... It was a comment about things doing its bidding and then referring to their mum. Yeah. No? You and I need to talk. OK. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, it's queuing from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road towards Junction 4 for Edgware because of an accident earlier on that's involving a multiple number of vehicles and causing it to be blo- uh, two lanes blocked between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware. It's making it very busy around Hemel Hempstead on the A41 southbound between the Two Waters Road and the M25. Having a look at the A1M on the cameras and it's the exit slip road is partially blocked northbound because of an accident at the Welwyn Garden City turn-off. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M at the moment, looking at the speed sensors. On the A1M southbound, it's very slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. And in High Wycombe, the A40 London Road is very heavy in both directions. Also at the Marlow Junction on the A404 northbound, very busy between there and the High Wycombe Handycross Roundabout. On the trains, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Oh, look how late I am. I'm pressing the button. Sorry, I was miles away. Jonathan gets to do 15 seconds less. I think he'll be okay. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Justin. Excellent stuff. We're back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta.